Some serious gourmet shit. What flavor is this? That's right, it's the all hell medium roast private blend. Check out the Geek Grind Coffee Nerdrotic page for our other options like the Decadent, Feathers of Liberty, Vanilla Infused Flavored Coffee. Or if you're looking for something darker, try the Dark Roast FNT blend of the Fellowship. You know what? Just buy all three. GeekGrindCoffee.com. Use discount code Nerdrotic. Huzzah! Excuse me while I whip this out. I hunted, Rob. I hunted for Tobey Maguire's dick. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. The following program is rated TV-MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. <laughs> I bet she still hasn't seen it. She still hasn't seen it, but she likes After the Dragon. Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the real BBC. I almost forgot the name of the show. Because <laughs> you're like, which of my 17 I'm shows like, is this? Yeah, yeah. Broke. <laughs> bagging boarding and chatting actually i'll run and get my comics and my bags and boards in a moment but uh i i wanted to show off a gift i got this will get this demonetized immediately and i don't care oh so, uh remember the guy who stole the podium at january 6th <laughs> the guy who's like holding the podium he's like he sent me a little <laughs> mini version of it oh <laughs> how nice of him it's like got a silhouette right there <laughs> whatever comics can it's use a, it to take a stand. Comics uh, can use it. It's Comics Podium. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Can't believe that, Gary. You're, oh. hold, you're holding a memorabilia of, a, of an insurrection which an nearly overthrew the I'm country. Sorry. It says, Gary, thanks for all you do in the culture war. It takes courage to take a stand and intelligent to, <laughs> intelligence to make humor. Uh, best of luck. And 
uh, all in all of your future endeavors. Endeavors. He got fired. Uh, Adam, the lectern guy, Johnson. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Oh, I'm sure that's not going to do anything with that alt-right pipeline argument. Blah, 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 blah. Who gives a shit? Okay. Um, wow. I'm back home. I'm happy. I'm caffeinated. I'm ready to talk. I'm so happy today that the White Writers Guild of America decided to... Whitest Guild. The whitest. They might as well be the whitest. <laughs> the whitest guild in America. White people? White people have gone on strike. <laughs> woke white people. We're sick of this woke shit. We're on strike. <laughs> I know. Give us our jobs back. We lost you tons of money. Give us more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is so dumb. We are in a recession. They have lost billions on streaming. Ryan reported it earlier. Hollywood has lost a half a trillion dollars in market value. <laughs> Oh well, have a trillion dollars <laughs> in market value. Uh, massive layoffs. Great time for a strike. Well done. Well done, Writers Guild. <laughs> we won't miss you. As Raiders of Fist pointed out uh, on Twitter a couple days ago, I mean, this is a completely different world from 2007 when mm. Hollywood still had all the power. Now it's fractured. YouTube was in its infancy back then. It's not now. All the late night talk show hosts. Uh, uh, shows hose, I meant to say that. Uh, no, I didn't, but actually, it came out better. Uh, they have stopped production. Did you notice? Did you notice? No, no, no. I didn't, I no, didn't notice it. So, like, uh, I, I think things are already better today. What do you think, As? Good to see you again. Hello, how are you? Long Hello. time no see, long time since it's Friday. Since Friday. And then we talked earlier today about Batmobiles. Yes. Yes, we did. We did. Well, I got a new Batmobile. I don't know where to put it. I don't I know where mine to put on it. the top there because I got no place to put mine. <laughs> These serious problems, okay? I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, I, I thought it, I was just about to go to bed last night. Well, early hours of the morning. Well, late hours of the morning. Well, 6 a.m. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And they just, it just the news started to come through from the Associated Press that the writers were, were going on strike. And I just I just giggled to myself. I really did. Because you're gonna get you're gonna get the good writers who are gonna be tweeting and the people are gonna be retweeting them and they're gonna get pushed to the forefront. It's not those that I'm particularly bothered about. <laughs> it's no. not the it's not the good writers that we're bothered about. It's this barrage of dog shit. Uh, that's coming out of Hollywood at the moment, and uh, yeah, you 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 go strike, you go strike. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm sure they'll uh, acquiesce to all your. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the good writers will be fine. The, the, okay, you call it a strike, WGA. We oh. call it. Bird. We call yeah, it. It's, a, it's a perk. It's going to be a giant wolf. <laughs> It is a per this is perfect for us. I'm so happy. It's gonna be a culling. It's gonna be like baby seals on a beach, and I'm a Japanese man with a club. <laughs> it's this is, this is what it's gonna be like. <laughs> everywhere, you know? And then the Roruses, they're just gonna be on the on the hilltop looking out and go. Mm. That's a shame. Bummer. Yeah, bummer for them. 
so yeah. Uh, right, so all the late night, all the late night, as the bounding comics put it brilliantly, <clears throat> late night, late night propaganda ends. America, was it not the beat? America becomes better as late night propaganda immediately comes to an end following the writer's strike. Uh, apart from James Corden, of course, whose show was cancelled. And he's and, gone. And apparently cost CBS $20 million a year. Like, they were like $20 million on that freaking moron. Remember Craig Gordon Ferguson? Yeah, I do remember Craig Ferguson. That was international treasure. Absolutely incredible, incredibly funny, charismatic, 24-7, You want to bring back numbers. late night talk, you put Jeremy Clarkson on a late Oof. night talk show, unleashed. Just let, let him do whatever the fuck he oh, wants. Oh, Jonathan Ross? Jonathan Ross. Yeah. Good one. Rossi's a good one. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an absolute. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be it is it's gonna be like the Grim Reaper's just gonna go through this this fucking lot of them, and it's gonna be great. It should be great. This it, it already is great. <laughs> I can't wait to see pictures of them striking. It, it's it was dumb in two thousand seven, and uh, I I. You know, went to work in Hollywood like right, you know, a couple of years after, and they were still feeling repercussions. It took them like three or four years to recover from the strike, which was only for three months. Uh, but they lost so much. And by the way, the strike last time brought us Alex Kurtzman. He was one of the people who crossed the picket lines. So don't think that's going to be a better uh, uh, result. But um, yeah, it's a different world now. We we definitely we didn't need you then, but we really don't need you now. <laughs> uh, we, we, like like you're fracturing you're falling apart this is the dumbest time to strike and uh you know they're, they're asking for you know they were doing stupid things that we'll get into chris that all you have to do uh if i've never been part of a union i worked in an industry that had a had unions and i would just avoid them like the plague i would just nope i wouldn't even work at the place with the union because i ended up negotiating my own pay which was just as good which was just as fucking good my job was just as not safe as it ever was, even when you work with a fucking union. Uh, and uh, they, they've outlived their purpose. They're not in fucking salt mines. They're writers. They're writers. And all, if you have a shitty job, go find a new one. Uh, it's Places are having a hard time employing people here in America right now. Like, con, you know, Get into trade school. Contractors, man, they're dying for people right now. <clears throat> Plumbers. Yeah. You, could, you, could, you could make a million dollars being a plumber having a plumbing business a mm -hmm. useful skill yeah so there you go electrician plumber yeah really really good job carpentry really good jobs yeah hey, remember, <clears throat> remember when there was talk about youtubers they get union, a degree in gender studies a, a YouTube, youtube youtubers union youtube <laughs> <laughs> that's so retarded uh that sounds like one of the uh mcm scams it, it, well, the MCM is a scam. So. There was um, there was a Twitch like uh, organized thing where they were like, everyone doesn't stream for one particular day. Do you remember this? As oh yeah, I do I do I um, I, I streamed. Yeah, there was there was several streamers <laughs> that were like, well, I guess this is my day to stream. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's exactly oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every YouTuber uh, would agree, yeah. and then some guy would just like be all "fuck it," nobody's streaming. This is my time it's to shine. Time. <laughs> it was now. Just like every YouTuber all come now, to this moment. 
Well, I know some YouTubers might think, well, late night talk show has stopped. This is my time to shine. But nobody's been watching it anyway, dude. So, or, or dude, I, I don't think it's going to change anything. But well, go ahead. Give it a try. And part of the Power. bullshit with that was some people would be like, you know, you'll stream it. You'd be like, I didn't agree to that shit. I, I can't yeah. play my video games. Fuck you. It's all like, do you, if you remember, Mauler, it's all like the massive streamers that were saying this. Don't stream yeah. on this. Hey, it's all right for your fucking income, sunshine. Yeah. You know, you you can afford to miss a, a few days. You can afford to miss the rest of your life, and you'll still be fine. But uh, you know, some of us got to make a living. You know, absolutely. Um, so so yeah, is, this, is this? We haven't had a riot strike since the one that killed Law. Uh, no, not Lost. Uh, fucking Heroes. That's what I was gonna say. Mm. Is that the one that was the Lost one? Heroes and uh, Sarah Connor Chronic. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Lost probably was running at that point, right? I can't remember now. Lost was that before Lost? No, no, it, it was during during Lost. Hmm. Because it of... um, it took a lot of victims, right? Transformers Two was a victim of this, as far as I remember. Oof. Not the. That's fine. <laughs> but like, yeah, we had a lot of. It, it's just like, well, what's gonna happen with this one? It's just like, I, I don't know, man. Like, Hero was the most affected, but I think they use it as an excuse. I think they had one season that they largely ripped off from. I remember uh, his story, and uh, yeah, lost like tanked in quality suddenly. Season one was like really enjoyable, and then something went seriously wrong. And I remember people telling me it was like, oh, it's because of the writer strike, and I was like, what? Because, you know, there was a time where writer striking may have made a difference to the quality of the things that are coming out. I'm not sure. Because, you know, the first thing, because uh, me, me and Free have been talking about it a little bit, he was like, apparently there's been a lot of chatter about AI scripts as well. Like, hey, when we're going on script, you can't be using AI to, to, to make scripts. And it's like the fact that you are concerned that they could, like, you know, ask, hey, chat GPT, can you just make a script for the next episode of, you know, whatever? And that that's like, you know, seriously competing with your talent. It's like, it's a bit worried. I don't know if you're about to tell the difference. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, <laughs> the newest Marvel films, everybody's theories are that they're written by AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's things on the, the CW draft. are different. And then, you know, it'll be a couple of years before the AI go on strike. They're like, nah, I ain't doing this for you unless you pay me more. We're, yeah, we're way better than humans. Pay us more. You can see a bunch of those fucking like T800s outside with little, <laughs> little posters and stuff like, hey, we need to be paid more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's going to be so funny. L9000. And they have to pick it, by the way. They have you to need to pay us more, Dave. Uh, yeah. yeah, Dave. What are you doing, Dave? <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Rising Stars was the name of the Straczynski book that heroes completely ripped off ah mm, okay really? uh, yes i'm curious how does this work if i were in hollywood right now just as wandering around could i just go and write for some show could they still hire me is, is that all yes what is it like, yeah if you're not I guess what i'm saying is like is this something preventing me from working there yeah uh, kind of if it's an independent production it's kind of a gray area chris can elaborate on this but there's a lot of productions that are comp they have to use unions they can't go they you have to use unions if you go non-union you have to give up your union membership which i believe george lucas did that uh and it causes a bunch of problems because the unions are are extortion they're a fucking that's all they are they're there to gatekeep they're there to keep people out they're not there yes. to preserve jobs unions have outlived their usefulness somebody asked me on twitter why i'm uh, fundamentally against writers unions uh because it's stupid it like look what they just did 
Yeah, I have the best example in the world why you don't need a writer's union. What they just did. Voting for a strike now is suicide. Absolutely suicide. I'm here for it, by the way. It's like, go for it. I was like, yes, strike, 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 strike. I'm, I'm all you find for it, it really ironic that they're going on strike just as the Met Gala's on? So you have this 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 ostentatious, obnoxious display. Because the Met Gala is just the elite saying, look how much better we are than you. In our cat suits. Yeah. Uh, look at look at us. Look, it was so ridiculous. It's amazing. And you it's you disgusting. plebeians just worship us. The so they're they're flaunting it. all their wealth, and then the writers are like, We're on strike. Right. I want to see someone in a big clown suit. Just like a classic clown, you know, like the original sort of type. Well, did you like, see Jared Leto? That's what I'm saying. Like oh. similar idea, but actually just a, a normal ass clown, so we can all go, there you go. That's if it. Troll, if somebody went there to troll, respect. Like major respect. If you, I, I agree. If you went there looking like Ronald McDonald or something, <laughs> that's what I want to see. That would be fucking awesome. Got <laughs> a big bird outfit. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, what are you? Uh, what's what's the costume? And you're like, oh, I'm I'm the Met Gala. I'm the Met Gala. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am the Met Gala. Baller. Hi. Hello. Missed you, buddy. I missed you too. I was you ages. It's been all kinds years. of things to talk about. We have all kinds, all kinds of fun. I just been I've just been working. We did uh, the the recent EFA. We covered Grace Randolph's Mario review, and you guys seriously that that shit was fucking hilarious. She asked um she asked if they were trying to appeal to furries because of his cat suit, and then she said, "I guess it'll do well at Asian markets." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Are, are we surprised by the woman who basically did a ten minute <laughs> breakdown of John Cena's package in Tidy yeah. Whities? We have. It was so interesting. The chat, like by the time we were hitting like halfway through the video, we're all like, she's a grifter, she's terrible, she doesn't have like original opinions, she's insane, blah blah. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of glad she's out there giving putting out these videos. You'd never catch anyone saying the shit she says. No. <laughs> hey, we got all kinds of stars in the chat, uh, besides Sailor Mercury and from North Jersey, uh, and Keck 44. We got Camelot and uh and proving that we are diverse, inclusive. Uh and inclusive uh we have some lgbtq plus representation with dan vask in the chat so thank you <laughs> thanks for being here dan gary let's make a youtube strike together <laughs> if you do it i'll do it too trust me okay dude <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, dan, trap. dan is our gay friend and we love him <laughs> you guys are on a race to a million right what's happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's what was i gonna say no <laughs> like if you get, like i i had to say yeah we're gonna get our science team on this what's the expectation do you think do you think pull the year is out no no i i don't think of like i honestly don't think about it um six months to a year dan Ooh. releases a video and gets like you know gets thirty thousand, forty thousand subs Listen, Per vid, yeah, once Ring of Power season two comes out, <laughs> it's yeah. If it came out this year, it'd be on. We got the Marvels, we got Witcher. Uh, if Mila Kunis really was the thing, I think I'd be, <laughs> I'd be his ass. If that really was happening, I'd be all, oh, he's dead, but uh, it didn't happen. So, um, oh, we still got plenty dude, of that casting was finally to a time where I saw an announcement and I was like, no way, that's true, and it wasn't true. That's like the first time that's ever happened to me. Like fine. The new rumor is the new rumor is Margot Robbie is Invisible Girl Sue Storm. Mm. That's fucking great. That's great. That's 
absolutely great casting. No doubt. She's hot. She's blonde. Yeah. She can act. <laughs> well, she's not going to be Harley Quinn again. So. Did you notice <laughs> what I put third? <laughs> she can act. She has to be hot. Okay. Zoo yeah. Storm has to yeah. be hot. Uh, and no, like, do we act? As I said, the only thing that would truly surprise me, Chris, is if they cast them accurately. That would shock the hell out of me. Yes. Yeah. Like, the, you yeah. mean how they look in the comic books? Yeah. I, I mean, something not, not like the, Johnny, Johnny Storm being gay is like, what? what's your, oh, come on, what are the odds on Johnny Storm being gay? They're 90%. 90. 90. 90. 90. 90. No, but if they, they just do it make, can't they just make I mean, accurately? I don't know, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. I've been reading this comic since I was a kid. I loved the Fantastic Four. I watched the, the late 60s cartoon, you know? Like, I had the Mego old school action figures where they had clothes on, cloth clothes on these. Uh, it, it just sucks. It sucks, man. Like, like I don't think Disney's capable of making anything. It, it's just been co-opted by the it's corporate sanitized BS. And as I, I, I as, um, Someone who watched that Peter Pan and Wendy thing, my God, oh. what a piece of hot garbage! It was just uh, it, my condolences. And the worst thing drink is, to drink has just put a video out. Yeah, I was watching it. I don't think I want to get any of that one. I need alcohol and friends. I think. Yeah, she's yeah, got sure. the powers. It, she's got the power. She's got the boys' powers. I don't have the powers of no boy. Oh, we'll find that clip. <laughs> We'll find that. Clip. Hey, welcome, Chris Gore. Hey, man. Welcome, Chris hey. Gore, to the show. Hello. Uh, Hello. We, we, it feels I've like never been, uh, it feels like it's been well, someone's days. Someone's going to go first. <laughs> it feels like it's been days. We've hung out for an entire week, saw each other yeah. every day. No. Yeah. It was great. It's it great. Was great. Had a good time. Uh, your documentary, uh, the cool part was we got to see Robert Meyer Burnett's Enterprise, Free Enterprise, and then Attack of the Dock in like a double feature in a rented out theater, which was fucking awesome because you got to see two eras of nerddom. And uh, dude, Attack of the Dock is, I've already seen it again, dude. This, so that's the third time uh, I've seen a different version, but this is the third time I've seen it. It is truly great. It is like, uh, I, I think it's amazing. I don't think there's ever been. A, a better documentary about nerddom and fandom period yeah and and that era like well, ever it it means a lot coming from you guys um just because I, I was not just trying to like make a love letter to g4 for fans for the fans but also make a point about nerd culture and how it's changed just by showing what it used to be like and mm -hmm. commenting from the present day that was my point was Really, like, this is what nerd culture used to be and could still be again if some people just, if the people who had the coexist bumper stickers on their car actually had interest in coexisting, uh, I, th that would be great. It would be awesome. I, I feel like there's an unnecessary divide currently. A lot of it is online, keyboard morons. But um, yeah, the movie makes a point about that. There's subtle things in there about the current, like I, I expect politics to be division, divided always. I don't expect people to be divided over like what, you know, you like this, you dislike that, whatever. 
even you know what i mean like it, it's bizarre it's so bizarre to see all this unfold so but um yeah cool x-ray yeah, girl i, I want to point out snuck in drinks to the screening of attack of the I Dog. Did not snuck just in, not just me it was frank gore as was, well frank it gore. was your friend it was your friend who snuck in the drinks I borrowed his jacket too to help sneak in the drinks <laughs> Yeah, that were in yeah. that were that Frank Gore had in his cooler that he's just rolling around with. Like Chris yeah. had a, a wet bar in the back of his fucking car that he's <laughs> rolling around with. He's like, "Oh, these drinks here suck. Let's go to my car." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's not a lie. It was, my wife had a couple of those too. So yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, it's can I just say, cool. um, as a normie awesome. watching the doc, it made me want to watch G four. Oh, the chat's gonna go crazy oh. now. This is sick X-ray girl, by the way. His, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm a little sick. So that's why I'm not on screen. But it just what is no, 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 no. By the watching way, today sucks. X-ray girl is not sick. She was at the club late last night. She was out <laughs> clubbing with all of her girlfriends. It's another wild night for X-ray girl. Oh my Came God. back home, stumbled in. <laughs> She's wearing the clothes. She's wearing her club outfit. That oh she had God. on last night. She woke and I can't up wear it on stream because it'll get uh, this channel taken down. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's so. Well, yeah, I whenever I, I, think, yeah. I guess if a small penis can't take this channel down, I don't know, man. <laughs> Pretty strong. Yeah. I just I like uh, Jay Tepe's uh, classic Frank. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. love our Frank Gore. Frank Gore. There you go. Uh, running back from the 49ers is joining us today. We're going to get great quotes like our backs were up against the wall. Uh, we play games to win, and we always give 110%. Thank you. Always Frank give Gore. 110%. Always. That's every sport. An every sport it's a game of two halves, you know. Uh, you gotta you got to fight, see how it comes out on top. Um, I, thought Attack of the, I, I thought Attack of the Dot was absolutely uh, phenomenal, legitimately phenomenal. Um, there was a moment a little bit choked up, you know, I felt a little bit of uh, you know, <clears throat> yeah. When I saw Olivia Moon jumping, jumping in the pie again, it really kind of put a tear. Oh, in uh, I mean, that didn't choke me up. I mean, uh, oh, oh. Did, did where something were the fluids coming from? But it was, I, 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 it, it was such a such a positive doc, and it was so good because it was so uplifting. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the way that you dealt with uh, the return of G4 was just perfect. Perfect in, in, in the, I won't say, because I want people to go out to Amazon now, wherever you can get it, buy it, watch it. It's incredible. Absolutely legit incredible. And uh, yeah, it, 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 was just, it just took me back to those times and it was just crazy sort of remembering what, what fandom used to be like. And, and um, this, was, this was how we celebrated it. It, it was just fun. And it was meant to be fun and it wanted to engage the audience in a fun thing. It wanted you to be part of this, you know, this event that was going on. It was a moment in time and it not to, not to be negative. It, it just really highlighted how much corporations have fucked fandom uh, because, you know, these, these, these times, this was fan, you know, essentially, essentially fan made that was getting some backing made by fans for fans that had some backing and it got out there. And now of course we have the corporate, uh, the corporatization of uh, corporatization of fandom. And this is what we get. Yeah. Vision. 
because corporations aren't invested in the franchises. They don't give a fuck. They're not invested in the fans. They don't give a fuck. So they're not, <clears throat> all, they, all they're trying to do is like, yeah, yeah, we were, you know, be good. If it, we, we need to push our this. And then everyone who agrees with us, then we go hurrah to. And everyone who doesn't agree with us, we go boo to. And then we pit them against them and we get them, drive them out. Ha ha. And it's, and it's just so fucking knacky how corporatized fandom has become. And just seeing those glory days of, um, but just so much. And it was, again, I'm not trying to shit. I I'm, I'm, don't really want to shit, but uh, it made me realize why I used to like Kevin Pereira. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to like the guy. I used to, I used to like the guy. And, and, and uh, you know, when G4 came back, it was just like, who's this fucking dick? You know? And uh, it was, it was insane because he kind of, we did a lot. We did a lot of shitting on the the revamp G four. I think quite rightly so. We did we did do a lot of shitting on it because it was shit, and it was the antithesis of everything that G four stood for before. And we got all the classic lines of, uh, "Well, you know, uh, we're correcting what we did wrong back in the oh, fuck. Oh, fuck yourselves." But um, I couldn't even remember. I couldn't even remember why I liked Kevin Pereira in the first place. It's like, why? Why did I even fucking like this guy? You know, this guy's a, this guy's been a complete tool. You know, he's just condescending to the audience, talking down. And then you you go back and you watch that, and you're like, "Fuck, yeah, he was it was great." Him and Olivia were just like perfect, great, absolutely chemistry. perfect together. And it was uh, it was so so good. And you're just like, "Great, I Doc." Think, I think what Chris Thank you, what Chris actually knows, so he can answer that. Sure, if you can. I well, don't I don't know. want. I don't want to put Chris on the spot and say, oh, well, "Why is oh, Kevin a prick now?" You know, is, it, I, is he like? I don't pay it. Like, what has he done? He's, he hasn't gone like full Sessler, right? No, like, no, 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 no. But it's just, I'm just, I'm talking at the time when it was when it was going down with the Frost business and whatnot, and he was, and he was just like, "Oh, we got idiots in the chat. We're just banning everyone." You know, oh. and it's just, and it was just like, oh, and it no. was just, and it, you know, oh, you know, That's and, not and then you... he gave a little bit of a speech about, oh, you know, morons in the chat, and this is, oh, I just. That's not understanding streaming, which, I mean, you think he would, but he's a broadcaster, so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, what G4 did was, was the first place to, to really do it was acknowledge the fans and acknowledge that they are the most important thing, and, they, and, and, and it made uh, like we're watching the show is like the these people are they're they're us right it was the first show to, to actually do that to fans because the relationship with entertainment media and entertainment has always been to take the fans for granted they're just they're just our atm that's all they are and and we make shit for each other so there, you still see corporations making stuff you know that's why they still invite the shills uh you know to these movies so they can it's free promotion for them what they don't understand is like they the entertainment media essentially they're paying customers us but they've completely ignored us and their business model of late has been to attack us and divide us kind of a shitty business model and that's why they're dead i mean they're essentially dead you're not going to see a lot of entertainment sites around much longer and that's a good thing that's a good thing but g4 acknowledged that and and uh yeah streaming uh, one of the big no-nos of of streaming is is saying there's idiots in the chat because 
you're not, you're not, maybe you're being specific about a couple of people, but everybody in the chat heard that. That's pretty broad generalization. It's a pretty fucking stupid thing to say. There, you know, I think we could all assume that, you know, there's a couple a holes everywhere. I'm one of them. Damn it. Proud of it. But, uh, for the most part, people are pretty cool. That's what you see at these meetups, right? And in our chat every day, this is a great cross section of just regular good folk, uh, wanting to enjoy some entertainment after a hard day's work. And they don't want to get preached at by some out of touch fucking, not even a millionaire anymore. It's a thousand air you know, <laughs> working for, for G4, uh, with five roommates and eight cats. Uh, but because they're in front of a camera, they think somehow, and they have an agent that they're better than you. And like, for one, having an agent now is pretty cringe. Uh, it is, but props to Frost's agent. That is the greatest <laughs> agent of all time to get that insufferable biatch work legend. Fucking that's a, that's the one agent you want. <laughs> I don't know. It's based off what we saw from G4's, uh, recruitment process. Mm. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, I think I think it was the easiest job she ever fucking got. That's that Batman shit, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, that was terrible. That was terrible. Tell me why we hate Batman. And why, why do why do we hate Batman? Because there's a the network line. used to do skits about Batman. You know, they they I mean, like there was like mm. a an ongoing sketch with Batman in the show. It's just I think that the the new management of G four did a major miscalculation by not looking at the landscape and how things have changed, how YouTube, I remember when they announced like the G4 was coming back. And I, the, my first question was why YouTube has replaced G4 mm. and, and what people did like about the old G4 was, you know, you know, the, the, the thing that YouTube does so well, which is authenticity and user engagement, right? Like, like the old G4, like I had no formal training in television and oddly fell into television mainly because I didn't want to do it because it was, I found it kind of, it interrupted. Like I was, uh, when I got my first TV job, I was writing a book and I was like a stay at home dad taking care of my kids, writing a book and doing film threat. And it was like an inconvenience to do TV. So the less I wanted to do it, the more they wanted me. And, uh, which was weird. And, uh, I, I don't know. It was, Treat your main keeping king, Chris. <laughs> but it, but looking at like, why didn't they look at like what's going on? It's like, well, they hired all these Twitch streamers and YouTubers and thought, well, they'll just bring their audience. Well, no, you know, like that didn't, that was not a winning strategy. I feel like, and also if I had like gone down a rabbit hole of, you know, putting in stuff about the new <laughs> or it's mentioned in the doc, but I want the the doc to be like a time capsule, like a legacy and archival doc that you can look at and remember a time period. I don't want it to be, which I think the coverage, frankly, on YouTube about the new G4, I don't need to make a doc. Everyone else talked about it. Every every angle that needed to be discussed was has already been discussed and and in, in really smart ways. And they didn't listen to the audience. You got to listen to your audience. The old G4 listened to the audience. They had a Twitter wall. They were yes. calling up. They had the viewer army where they sent out people with like cameras with, to cover like conventions like Dragon Con in Atlanta. And, 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 you know, they understood nerd culture because everyone who worked there was a nerd. I don't know what happened. Obviously, you know, culture war stuff. And uh, I, I don't know. The new G4 just, I, I felt to, Include a lot of that in the doc would have derailed it. And then the other thing is people have asked some of the reviews that are, 
I, it hasn't gotten any bad reviews. Uh, it's all been like positive. I'm actually really shocked. It's all gotten positive reviews, but, um, but it's great. Uh, it's legit. Great. Well, it's the, some of the reviews that have a criticisms. I, I like agree. I agree. Like, Oh, that's a legitimate criticism. They're like, well, why weren't Kevin and Olivia in the dock? And initially when I was going to make the movie, I thought, well, start out with some, you know, hosts, uh, you know, different hosts. I know we'll work our way up to Kevin and Olivia, but I would argue the movie would not be better if they were included. In fact, it would have derailed the movie because I know, I know if you're going to placate to certain personalities, they're going to want to change what it is. And then mm -hmm. I had a certain vision for what I wanted the doc to be. I don't think it would be better if they were included. I would argue it would actually be a worse documentary because then I would be trying to make compromises of like, I mean, even some of the people that are in the doc, it's like, well, you use this footage. I'm like, I'm just making the movie I want to make. I'm not, you know, I, just. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought you, um, you did Kevin and, and Olivia perfectly. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, I didn't think you needed to have them in because you literally began their story and ended their story, and you ended it in their own words. They couldn't right. add anything now that they didn't say at the time, and I think it was important for them to say what they said at the time for that documentary because it was, like you say, a time capsule. Yeah. So, so well, I actually thought it was it was really. I didn't think you needed to have them. Well, it's I've I've like listened and watched interviews with them post G4, and there's really nothing they've said is very interesting. Meaning it's all like it was great, the best experience of my life, yeah. it was awesome, it was great. And it's like as someone who used to do junket interviews for G4, I can tell you that almost no one says anything of note or interesting on a red carpet or at a junket interview. It's all sweetness and light, and it was great to work with so-and-so. It was great to work with so-and-so, and I'm not going to make a movie like that. I'm not going to make a movie. There was a certain certain statements and things I wanted to get across. Part of it is like the fact that you can't do that no more. That's an actual song in the doc, which we're, we're releasing a music video version when the Blu-ray comes out that is going to be freaking awesome. But, I mean, some of the lines in that, like making gay jokes with a fat suit on, you can't do <laughs> yeah. that no more. You can't do that no more, yeah. yeah. Judging, yeah. Uh, it's like just listening to the words because the words go by really quick with Zach Selwyn, sort of this Creek chorus. You know, there's like eight songs in the doc, and there's there's actually he wrote more songs, those are on the official soundtrack, which is actually on Spotify. You can get the soundtrack. You can tell my voice. I went to uh, a different club, but I was also out clubbing last night, you know, just same as X Way Girl. We were texting, What club are hey. you at? No, actually, I'm just, I'm just in, I'm just whatever, I'm just uh. I'm in detox right now from Vegas, but no, I just the fact that you guys are, are, are like get what I was trying to say. There's several statements I was trying to make. Like I appreciate it, and just the contrast of like what it was. It, I was just trying to remind people. Well, like this is why you liked the old. G there would no be mm. there would be no new G4 if there wasn't an old G4. And when I would hear statements from new G4 people kind of shitting on the legacy and sort of like derisive comments, not necessarily directly at Olivia, it was tiresome. It was mm. like, you would not have the job you have if the old G4 existed. And this whole stupid notion of presentism, you know, judging the past based on how we think in the present is, is, uh, is it's, 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 it's another, it's just another in a series of dumb ideas. I, I just, yeah, I, seeing the dark, 
seeing seeing how G4 was, remembering those times, you felt part of something. You felt like you were being invited into a home. And 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 you were all your mates, you know, you're all mucking around. It felt it felt really, really kind of like friendly and warm. G2's G uh, G4's return, it looked like like people like Frost, they think they're better than you. And it, right. and it and it shows in the way that they they talk at you, talk down to you. That whole speech, I mean, we can't do it nowadays. But if I was in Minecraft, you'd go over and fucking smack a bitch across the face and go, shut up. You know what I mean? It's just the way that you talk. Don't you dare talk down to your audience like that. Don't you fucking dare. Uh, and and it, it, it was full of, once upon a time, it was full of people who wanted to connect with you. Then it turned into people who wanted to talk down to you. And and that was the that was the major difference. And judging by the whole structure of the revamped G4, it, it was front camera, behind the camera as well. Everyone thought they were better than everyone. Uh, and so to have this documentary purely focused on the positive elements and just being this celebration, when it ended, and, and the, like I said, you... you beautifully handle the return of g4 yeah beautifully <laughs> handle that and and then to when it ended you got this melancholy because it's over of course but you've also got this god damn it fuck those were fucking great times they were really really good times and it's and it's so insane to think this is like 15 years ago you know when yeah. it started or and it ended like ten, just over ten years ago, and you're just like, how? How have we gone from that to this in ten in years? Ten years, yeah, it's insane. Because even yeah, you could put, you could move G four from when it started ten years in the past, it fit right in. It fit right in. It'd be like, oh, this is like some MTV shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, some edgy MTV stuff. Get them on. I think a part it was just, of it just fun. Hmm? Oh, I said, I think a part of it is they expected people to just love them out of the gate. Well, that's, that's the, that's, that's the new philosophy. That's an, that's an old 20th century model trying to plop down on fucking YouTube and streaming and not understanding like people like Mahler and uh, big Twitch streamers and as have been doing this for years, years. Okay. There, there's, you know, Eric July, I think it's since he was a teenager has been doing there's a grind on YouTube. You can't just buy your way in. Mm. Uh, you, you, it's not, it just doesn't work. You, you can't like, oh, I'm going to just fake it till I make it and buy my way in. And, you know, uh, th there's a lot of stuff has to happen naturally on YouTube. And the, the structure of corporatism cannot adapt to that. that that's why the, the strike the, along with, you know, Vice is going out of business and you're going to start seeing a lot of other sites uh, they're barely paying anybody like comicbook.com barely pays people now. And, and the insanity of the last 10 years has, has been Hollywood, mainstream media, social media, all of them being lockstep. You're in competition with each other. You think one site would have figured out maybe if we were just real, yeah. we would destroy, <clears throat> you know, Forbes of all places, Scotty Mendelson leaves. And all of a sudden they start writing like pretty objective articles about the rings of power. You know, it's 
and you're like, wow, rocket science. No, somebody just was honest once. But Tassie, Paul Tassie at Forbes, for the most part, is pretty pretty down the middle. Yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll he, you know, he you'll sometimes he'll stray. But like, like that's what <laughs> but he's pretty much down the middle for the most part. Bounding has found their niche because they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna just be the one site that tells the other side of the story from our from sure. a Christian nerd perspective, and that's just from John. That's not everybody at at Bounding, and it works for them. It's absolutely worked for them. But yeah, you know, it, it's like just just be authentic. So we just we turn to each other. We turn to each other, and they can't compete. I've said it over and over again, and we're seeing it just crumble now. We. Are the media now and i mean like you look at me chat, all of <laughs> we are the media now we are the media now uh, uh, we the big application to like the sort of streamers and youtubers and all that stuff i think that's part of what killed it for regular like normal big ips as well right the assumption that we bought it why aren't you guys watching it and it's like yeah because yeah you're not the same people who made it you're making something else yeah exactly yeah, that's, it's, it's yeah it's that uh it's that it, it, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's that not, not expectation, but it's it's sort of like that arrogance that That's we've good. put this we've put this out for you. Why aren't you yeah. watching this? Why and aren't you, you liking it? Yeah, Bob? and you're just like, well, it's because it's shit. Yeah, oh, oh, we then, made it. So your brand, brand name. So many problems could have been solved. And again, I'll go back to the, the Sonic director. Showing a little humility and going, yeah. oh shit, you guys are mad. Sorry, we'll go back to the drawing board. You know how much you would Star Wars? If you would have done that after the first movie, you would have no problems right now. You you wouldn't. People, Dude, fans, Game of Thrones had done it. They could have made their money back easily, easily. Like we can't remake season happen. eight. Why not? Why yeah, the fuck, fuck not? It, why not? Make a second season eight. Call it, call it the Kelvin timeline. You already made <laughs> you already made your money off season eight. You would make Snyder more cut. off of another season eight, and you might have a more satisfying ending. And just went, hey, we did it. We did a do yeah, over again, and do the whole like yeah. if they went like, oh, so we just do whatever the fads was. Like, try it, try it, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but what stops all this is is egos. It's usually while well, we don't want to, we don't want to like uh, we we have too much. It would cost us political capital to. To piss off Lisa Joy, the wife of Chris Nolan's brother, like, are you fucking kidding me? So you're gonna spend billion, millions, millions, hundreds of millions of dollars on something you know nobody's gonna watch. You're just setting it on fire because you don't want to piss off the wife of Chris Nolan's brother. <laughs> like, fucking insane. Uh, but go ahead, you're done. You're done. Uh, let's let's get to this. Uh, the the strike happening now. Oh, two sets, two sets, just for you, do, just for you. Chris, I was okay. so absorbed in uh, Attack of the Dark that I'd actually completely forgot that you said we make a cameo in it. Oh, and cool. So, and so when it got right to the end, it was like, oh, <laughs> I forgot. Because it was, it was that absorbed. It was just that absorbing because you've been so, oh, Hey, Ant, you're in it. You're in it. You make a little appearance in it, a little cameo in it. So you sort of like, oh, oh. And then I, ju I just got into, I just forgot, completely forgot until you got to the end. And then you had this, you know, this montage of uh, of YouTubers who have come along and stuff. And you had that FNT. I, yeah, and it was just I think like, Mahler's, oh. Yeah, I think Mahler's there too. It's, and by the way, 
yeah, Mahler's in it too. By the way, drinking. Uh, he, that montage was by design very diverse, and and by that I mean hmm. there were YouTubers from all John over the Campia. spectrum. Just say it. Yeah, John Campia's in it. Like, there's just like, and it's very very quick, but it's just to show like here are the people that, and I I believed that you know just as someone who, uh, you know, discovered all of you. Um, I'm sorry, years I'm ago. What? I'm going to have to play a clip from your doc. I hunted, Rob. I hunted for Toby Maguire's dick. What was the scene? Yeah, from? why did he put that Probably in the man? I love that. Uh, but no, like, just, I, I just said, there's like, look, you don't need a G4 now because the landscape is people authentically talking about comic books, UFOs, video games, movies, television. You don't, it, what, what YouTube does so well the secret sauce of YouTube is the interaction with the audience and the authenticity of the people who develop an audience and, and are engaging enough to just talk about a topic endlessly. And that to me, this, I, I watch more YouTube probably than anything, but um, yeah, no, that was trying to make that point. I was trying to make that point in the doc that like, Hey, the people took over the people represented on YouTube by many different voices across the spectrum. You know, there are even women in there in that montage. I don't know if you noticed. Whoa. I think Chrissy Mears did it twice. So yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just I mean, honestly, there's not that many women. Women. We just put <laughs> Chrissy in twice. <laughs> Melanie Mack. <laughs> Melanie Mack. Melanie, Melanie Mack. But uh, <laughs> she's cool. Look, one thing that would help me out. This sounds like a weird request. Anyone who's seen the doc, if you've seen the doc, whatever, go to Rotten Tomatoes. And go to Amazon and leave a review. You can even put paste the same one, whatever. If it, I, so, this is what my distributor tells me, and we'll have to have a for anyone making a movie out there. I, I kind of want to do a watch party where I kind of explain what I did, how I did it, so you can just Ooh. steal all the ideas. I don't care. Uh, but like, if you leave, if if you get like north of a hundred reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, you get like it's just you get higher up there in terms of recommended. Also, same thing with Amazon. So if I can get over a hundred reviews in the next week, I think there's like 25 on, on Rotten Tomatoes now and it's 98% and 25 reviews. So um, that's the it's audience great. score. So it's post great. a review. It was better than cats. Yeah. Sorry. Please post <laughs> that. <laughs> better than the it. upcoming. It's a triumph. triumph. It's an absolute triumph. It's yes. an absolute <laughs> triumph. <laughs> I was reading the People are legitimately posting like their thoughts and reviews on there or on YouTube. You can get it on YouTube. You can buy it or rent it on YouTube, download it, whatever. Um, but you can leave, leave a review that helps it get recommended more. And that's all I have to say on that. This uh, is part of the iron age. What Chris did is part of the iron age. Yeah. 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 It's coming. I want to explain like what I did. So other people can just do the same thing, make a different movie and, and whatever. There are some Easter eggs in the movie. I'll give you one Easter egg. So there's a scene at the beginning where they put an internet server up someone's rectum. Yes. And naturally. in order to ping that server, you had to go to a website called yourassgotserved.com. Well, I bought that website ah. and you should go, you should go to your assgotserved.com. You can go to that website. That is a website that, was purchased during production when I saw that it was available. And that's that's it. Uh, so thank you for all the kind words. And um, 
as just coming from you, I saw that tweet you put out. I couldn't believe it. I was so excited that you understood what I was trying to say. I was trying mm. to say something with this doc about our current time. So, and nerd culture. So there you go. Hey, WGA I, stuff. I needed to see it, man. I needed okay, well, to see I mean, it. We're, we're feeling the shift. And uh, a lot of this, as we said, uh, mm -hmm. as Chuck Dixon correctly said, by the way, hail Chuck Dixon and Graham Nolan. Just shout out to you guys. And uh, yeah. Um, the comic industry committed suicide. It didn't die. Yeah. It committed suicide. What Hollywood is doing right now is committing suicide. And yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, and, and it was bounding that had that headline, by the way, and we'll, we'll pull that, that article up uh, that as was referring to earlier, but um, this will get into that. People, my, people might ask, why are they striking? Well, streaming has changed everything. And, it, and as companies tend to do, They'll use it as a, as a way of, of fucking over creators. All right. Where I'm not saying I'm not taking the company's side. Uh, I just think when is as important as culture is, uh, I think unions, uh, I'm, I'm not a collectivist at all in any way, shape or form. Unions might've had their place back in the 19th and when it comes to transform 20th century and uh, manual transmission or. <laughs> Yeah, automatic transmission. Yeah, um, so they, they probably you know when 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 you worked in a factory in a town where you had nowhere else to work and people are effing dying. Okay, yes, you need a union. You had some robber baron or whatever running the corporation. Sure, this is Hollywood. It's entertainment. You are there are more paths than ever for independent content creation now. And if you're talented, you can take that path. What this is preserving is the untalented. I was going to say, Gary, if you're not talented, you can take that path. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Matt Jarbo got 165,000 subscribers on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody can do it, okay? It's, it's just anybody can do it. it can't, they can't. Why do you hate women? Uh, I'll ask my wife. Um, WGA spells out vast differences that led to strike. So streaming has led to this. And one of the things, Chris, is uh, they were they were doing these like uh, like, like pre-writing rooms, like where they get a bunch of writers in to pitch some ideas to get a show going. And I guess they weren't paying them. <laughs> <laughs> like or or oh, they would yeah, offer yeah. like a lower fee and then just not pay them. Um you know, there's a real easy way to avoid that. Don't do it. Like the first time you hear your friend go, you know, I got invited to this room and I pitched a bunch of ideas and they didn't fucking pay me. Then don't do it. Don't do it. There's, there's, there's too, there, it's watered down. There's too much. There's just too much. And um, also licensing, uh, you know, we brought it up. Ryan's brought it up. <clears throat> licensing used to be a giant revenue stream for all the corporations. BBC made a ton of money off of Top Gear and Doctor Who licensing them to other countries. Uh, Top Gear at one time was the number one show in the entire world. It was in more countries than any other show, watched by more people than any other show. And it was a car show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a fucking car show. Yeah. Pretty good car show though. Pretty good fucking car show. Uh, and they screwed it up. They screwed up both of their, their big money makers because of diversity and inclusion and identity politics. Uh, but the, yeah, there's just a glut of uh, the talent is watered down in Hollywood and it, it got watered down through all of this 
uh, diversity and inclusion and basically de-incentivizing meritocracy. And now they're reaping what they sow. And uh, so the writers who have cost Hollywood so much money want more. I think it's funny. So I haven't gotten over this article yet. The Writers Guild of America has detailed the vast differences between the writers and the studios that led to the first strike in 15 years, which will begin, well, it's begun. Uh, in a lengthy document, the Guild spelled out its proposal for a TV staffing minimum. So what they want is like a day rate for writers, right? Like they do for actors, uh, which would range from six to 12 writers per show uh, based on the number of episodes. That proposal is a non-starter for the studios, which declined to make a counteroffer. Now, am I reading this wrong, Chris? That, are they mandating a number of writers or are they saying you have to, like, I don't get that. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. I, you know, I, a couple like, of people have told me something. What's that? Uh, but it's like, well, a couple of things. One, I have friends who are screenwriters. I may have introduced you to one of them. Part of the, part of the, Problem is this it's weird just to explain like the entertainment industry is a freelance business you get hired for a job you get paid for that job you're you're you know you're spending more time hustling to get the next job than doing the job in some cases if you're a bad writer but um so so what happens is i've had friends that have sold scripts for several hundred thousand dollars but don't know if they're going to work again and by the way they sold that script made a lot of money but didn't do anything for five years. A buddy of mine once who sold a script for a chunk of money. I'm like, great, awesome. He's like, yes, if I calculate it out, I made the same money as a manager at McDonald's. <laughs> so now this isn't, it, this, I'm not telling you this to you know make you feel sorry for writers. You shouldn't, but there is quite a bit of free work that's being done um, <clears throat> by writers. And they, I, I think they're right to complain about it. So there's sort of two things. One, they're asking writers to do a lot of work for free. It's one thing to like go to an audition, you get the job or not, but they drag this audition process along just to sort of like, you know, kind of see if it works. If you're involved in development, a lot of times you don't get paid for development. Development is if something gets greenlit, you get paid. If, if it doesn't get greenlit, you just spent six weeks working on something and didn't get paid anything. That's not that's not right. That's not like an actor coming in to do a screen test or, you know, an audition. So there's that. Secondly, this is not sustainable. You've talked about this, Gary. This is not sustainable. Now, uh, something like a Sopranos, right, that gets like 20 million people watching it, right? That's sustainable. You can't do streaming shows with 600,000 viewers or less than a nerdrotic video on YouTube uh, and your, your one that dropped Sunday was great, Gary. I thought it was amazing. Uh, you, you can't do that. That is not streaming. Wait, if you, it's so good. If you scale. What, Thanks buddy. What, <laughs> if you scale, what people, <laughs> if you scale, what people should be. Sorry, Chris, That's we're being good. children. Yeah, I do beg your pardon. I'm sorry. No, We're no. just like, being well, complete little kiddies. That's all. I love it. I love it. But, but like you can't. It's not sustainable. A, a, a show that gets six hundred thousand viewers, like Batgirl, you you shouldn't be paying the the, the, the Chris, writers. No, he doesn't. 
Oh, does no, he get six hundred thousand? No, okay. four hundred fifty no. at best. Yeah, uh, that's wow, six hundred the low end. Anyways, so <laughs> they wish they had six hundred. So that the really, it's like like how do you scale it? They want like they want there to be that development period. They want to get paid, but it's really the problem is is they've divided the pie into such thin slices now. How many how many of us have discovered a show where? Like I never heard of this show, and then I find out not only does the show exist, there's seven seasons of it. This happens I to know, me right? every other week. I'm like, I didn't even know there's seven seasons of this garbage show that I've never heard the of. Connors, <laughs> Connors. I like somebody said Connors season six. I'm like, I didn't know that was like still on, which was yeah. the old Roseanne show, right? Oh, that they sat and then he sat Roseanne. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they call it the Connors, and I guess it's still going. It's like I fuck. I didn't even know, yeah. but I don't watch broadcast TV, so because it's garbage most of the time. Um, you're right, Chris. You know, like nobody's saying what the corporations do are fair. Like, uh, uh, ask uh, you know, ask Star Wars uh, novel writers or Star Trek novel writers, like how much residuals they're getting for stuff that's being adapted. Oh, none. The answer is none. Uh, when Disney took over Star Wars, they stopped paying residuals. Disney, uh, no, uh, DC changed their name to DC Entertainment to fuck over some creators so they don't have to pay. Like the companies do this, they do it all the time. That's why don't give them your best shit. Just don't keep that close to the vest. You know, like it, it's nice to have the security or the false sense of security of working for somebody else. But that is a false sense of security. You are expendable all the time, all the time. And once you internalize that, you know, internalize that life isn't fair. Always, you know, uh, this is something I, you know, I, I used to be loyal, pretty loyal to work back in the day. Uh, then I learned a very hard lesson when I was working for other people. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to do a job, but I'm always going to be looking for something better. I'm just always going to be looking for something better. And I did. So after I sold my comic shop, I jumped between five different jobs and I got paid more each time, each time. Cause I'm like, fuck this, you know, like, like they have no loyalty to me. I have no loyalty to them. I'll do my best job when I'm there as a parts guy. Uh, but you know, Tesla comes a calling, gives me a little more money. Bye. <laughs> See ya. You know, fuck it. I'm going to go. Uh, and, and that's, that's, that's how you got to treat it. You don't need a fucking union for that. As Robert Meyer Burnett says, you get what you negotiate. Now, I think part of the problem, Chris, is I think some writers were vastly overpaid. <laughs> I think, and, and now, and that's, that's the corporation's fault. That is the corporation's fault, but they were vastly overpaid and now they can't afford it. So we're not saying that the writers don't have some serious, like they, they have some legit complaints here, but there's no money. Like, where are you going to get, like, where are you going to get the money? It's not there. <clears throat> well, you, uh, you mentioned Bat Batwoman, for, you know, just as an example. Let's say right. CW. Let's say CW as a, as a whole. This, this is this is $100 million in debt. Because mm -hmm. none of the shows are making anything, and they haven't made anything for, for years and years. And then you look at the ratings of the shows, and uh, they've just gone progressively into the toilet. Every show, even the shows that started off well, like your Arrow and your Flash, then they got they got wrecked with terrible writing, terrible characters, terrible stories, and they fell down to the sub one millions. So much so that they've actually trained their audience. 
Because this is a big thing, is training your audience. HBO, for example, when you say something's going on HBO Max, that will probably at least prick your ears up because you think HBO Max, they put some good stuff on there. You know, they put your Game of Thrones on there. They put your House of the Dragons on there. They put other shows, even The Last of Us, which I personally didn't like, more to fucking love because he's gay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, even that, you know, people, blah, blah, blah. So you see, so you're kind of almost trained that when something's going on HBO, like, well, that's that means that at the very least, it's going to have a good production value. And it's going to look good. But they've literally trained themselves the opposite with the CW. They've trained themselves. So when a new CW show is like, oh, it's CW. So it's garbage. Because all <laughs> their shows are in the, in, the, in the absolute toilet. Naomi, one of the latest uh, DC shows that they put on from a DC comic, half a first season cancelled. Gotham Knights, which is going on at the moment, which Chris is just hovering above 400,000, has show. dipped below 400,000 on one episode with a 0.05 demo. That's, That's had six, seven episodes. There's been no mention of even a full season order. So you're seven episodes into 13 episodes and you haven't even had you're going to get a full season order. This shows, that show's gone. It's another gone show. And so what, what happens? The CW says, we've got we to gotta sell. You can buy us for nothing if you take on 75% of our debt. That's, that's where these networks are right now. And the CW is just one of many that's going to absolutely tumble because nobody is watching these shows. And you, we laugh at the ratings. But it's the demo that, that that's the most important element because if the advertisers have nobody to sell to in the eighteen to forty nine, why are you going to 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 advertise on that that network? You're not. Well, and and that's part of the insanity, it, and it's I think it's part of uh, job security. Like they always, you have to be greenlighting shows if you're an executive. That's your job, right? So. You're going against, you're spending money you don't have all the time for job preservation. And it's just not a very intelligent industry when it comes to finances. They've, they've been swimming in so much fucking money, they were able to hide it for a long time. But the minute an economic downturn comes, one that uh, Hollywood fully supported for the current regime we have in office, they were all for this. So you brought it on yourselves, Hollywood, uh, the state you live in. With that governor, with this regime, this is something you fully supported. And now you're like, wait a minute, where'd the money go? Well, you know, when you print money and you overprint money for too long, you have to pay the piper at some point. Mm -hmm. And now, and, and guess, we're all going to pay. We're all paying. And let's keep in mind that these motherfucking writers were able to work through COVID. These motherfuckers were able to work yeah. when, when many, many people who own salons, nail salons, restaurants, gyms, I could go on, were not allowed to work and told they were not essential, but people writing pretend were. And their businesses went under, under. Fucking strike. Fucking strike forever. Strike forever, you assholes. You had, you had the leg up. You had this two-year time period where you could write and create fucking everything while everybody was sitting at fucking home. And you made a bunch of shit. But, I mean, like, right. we, 
Go to, go to like that we uh, we joke about it, but I legitimately will not be able to tell the difference with these fuckers not working. <laughs> like I, I, how will anybody? I mean, look at Disney. Look at look at Disney Plus. Uh, they claim to have what around ninety to hundred thousand, uh, hundred million. Sorry, subscribers. Who? That's that Disney Plus. Disney Plus. About ninety-five million. About I subscribers. Hundred million subscribers, but they've yep. lost a bunch. Okay. So. So, so let's just let's just say ninety to hundred million subscribers. Fair? Yeah. Fair. 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 Right. The most successful Marvel shows done one point. What 1.8 million? Yeah, that's what the most successfully viewed Marvel show has done. Oh, I think it's very similar to one of our videos. It's a certain percentage of our subscriber base, and well, no, because like, well, no, with YouTube, our, our it's video, like 10. Percent. It's like, and you know, if you oh, get 10 percent of your, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's it could be 10 to to 30 percent or whatever, and. Very few, I mean, like, it, it's, it, you know, not everybody watches the entire thing and watches it beginning to end. Imagine a 25-minute Mandalorian episode or an hour fucking She-Hulk. No, no, there was no hour no, She-Hulk no. episodes. That's a bad example. 19-minute She-Hulk. 19-minute She-Hulk episode. Um, what they're counting as a view is, uh, and uh, the iPlayer at, for the BBC. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Said, they do. if you watch something for a minute, that is a view. Mm -hmm. That is a view. So those doctor, like, you know, Jody, how many people actually finish the episode? It's, uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The reason they do not share the numbers for streaming is because they're extremely low. And yeah. um, Ryan brought it up in his video that through these negotiations, they might have to start telling people what they're because I, you know what? They don't tell the fucking showrunners. They don't tell the showrunners have to get it from the executive producers. And I mean, like, for example, like a Terry Metalis would probably have to ask Alex Kurtzman what the ratings for the fucking show were. That's just my guess. That's basically what I heard, though. It's not, it's, you know, like uh, the star of the show doesn't know. They don't fucking know. Nobody knows. They, well, they keep we, it very close to the vest. We know that Ms. Marvel fell under 400,000. That's what we do. Um, a bit of a, like a question about how all this stuff works, because maybe I'm maybe I'm a little bit out of the loop, kind of. Um, when you have writers striking and the shows continue, who's writing them? How does that work? Oh, uh, they don't. It's pencils down, Mahler. Yeah. So no writers are supposed to work. Um you're not supposed to cross the picket lines. If you do, you're called a scab. Scab here in America. Same here. Oh, same there. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and nothing is supposed. To, so if it's already in production, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong on this one. It's fine. I don't know how rewrites <laughs> work though. This could be an army of white men just gonna <laughs> cross well, the picket. Line. Um, I'm gonna get back to this article. Uh, Popcast guys sent me this. This is um Jonathan Frakes. Well, because I'm just saying, so is, is it non-union writers that end up stealing all the jobs, essentially, or picking them up? They could, yes. People could cross the, I mean, if you don't give a fuck, I mean, like, if you're a teamster and you cross the picket lines, you're putting your life in your hands, okay? You're <laughs> literally putting your life in your hands. I wouldn't worry too much about some noodle-armed writer getting mad at, like, I wouldn't care, but uh, they seem to be lockstep. They seem to be pretty lockstep. Uh I hope I got this. Should have seen what the minor strike was like here. Oh, Bloody hell. 
Oh, dude, I bet you it was bad. People right. getting taken to the back of buses. I hope I have this set up to the right. Would you think of acting in? I'd love to. I and up uh, volume up. Volume up. Oh yeah. Can you hear it? That with the success of this Picard season three, that's you know, get an audition. Nothing. Nothing. Todd, you should get an Emmy nomination. Yeah. 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 So you should get an Emmy <laughs> nomination. <laughs> you were fantastic. You. It's um, so bad out there. It's, is it worse than usual? It's hard to be an old white guy. I <laughs> tell you that as a fact. <laughs> <laughs> as an actor. Yeah. And as a director. I, even as a director, too. More yeah. so as a director yeah, really. because uh-huh. of the mandate. God bless it, but it's yeah. accurate. But it's, yeah, it's uh, right. Pendulum someday, hopefully, will I think it's come back. out of the wall. We all, yeah, I mean, I certainly. Thank God we had our time when we had it. Yeah. Oh, that's Dominic Keating. Yes. Holy fuck. I didn't recognize him. Yep. Bloody hell. Fucking hell, Dominic. What's you been... hippie fuck? What happened to you, mate? Uh... I know I know a, a director. I I have a contact with a director. Uh and he's a male and he's white. And uh he has told me on several occasions that he can't get anything going at the moment because they're not interested in white male directors. Yep. 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 And he's, and, and he's, he's pitching away. He cannot get a thing going. He says nothing. He said, I'm just, I'm pissing in the wind here. Yep. So uh, now they go on strike. Jonathan Frakes, pretty accomplished TV director. Yeah. Okay. Don't like all of his statements and and fucking, I don't know, God blessing mandates. Fuck mandates. Uh, But uh, should be getting work, especially after this. Especially after Picard season three. It's not the only person who's not getting a bunch of work after that, which is insane. Uh, uh, Should be getting some acting work, not my directing work. It does look like the Writers Guild wants to mandate how many writers are on a show. That's Chris. That's insane. That is I, insane. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> <That's all laughs> that would be my response. But in the UK, it's weird, right? Because in the UK, we tend to have like one or two writers, and in America, you could have you have this fucking writers' room full of people. Well, the thing. It also just depends on exactly what they're talking about. If they're talking about people who you know staff writers who like barely have any influence on the script, they're just there to grab coffees and stuff. It'd be like. I mean, that's one thing, but then you can, can you really mandate that? Like, imagine running your own show and someone's like, you've got to hire more people to write it. You're like, how about no? How about I got to balance shit, man? Like, six to 12 per show? And I mean, YouTube's still going to be running strong and you can write all fucking day long. You can write a podcast, you can write a little show. I mean, this is, this is your, that's just it, Gary. We don't need to. This is your, well, no, we don't need to, but like if you want to write a scripted show or something, sure, like that, okay. now's your time to shine. Fucking go, go yeah. right now, right now, do it. If you're Ryan George, party, take over, take over the comedy scene right now, comedy shows. Ryan George, go, go, right. go. <laughs> he should. Uh, the guild also wants a guaranteed minimum number of weeks of employment per season, <laughs> ranging from 10 weeks to 52 weeks. Okay, wait. Is there actually any hope in hell they can actually get these things? No. Or is it just going to be pushed back on completely? 
No. I think asking, there was a time you probably could have asked for this stuff and gotten it. This is not that time. And if and if the studios capitulate to this, they're going to be fucking broke. Oh, wait, they already are. The studios likewise rejected that proposal and did not make a counteroffer. <laughs> they're did like, not make a counteroffer. <laughs> did not make a counteroffer. And you are high. Um, I don't know. I think. Yeah, I don't know if this. I, I don't think the union could be broken. It's a pretty strong union, but uh, it's been around a long time. But this so, is insane. What happens then if they don't get what they want? It depends on how long the strike goes. Uh, they, uh, some of them go back to work because they've got money, and some of them don't. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, a bunch of writers, a bunch of writers got these first look deals during the streaming craziness like J jar jar abrams got 500 million from warner brothers to not produce a fucking thing he's not done a thing he's fine he's fine but when uh all the you know there's other writers who are going to need to work at some point uh i think roy price tweeted out you're going to see the birth of 10,000 novels <laughs> which yeah but i don't know if that's going to help uh chris yes how long do you think this thing's going to go on? Because that sounds like that's insanity. And I can't see the studios capitulating on that, especially when they're doing, there's so many budget cuts going on. I, I have, I have no clue. I have no clue. I, I, anything I would say would just be speculation. I think it's either going to be one or the other. It's going to, it's going to drag and it's going to change. And it's also um, maybe, maybe the studios want this in the sense that it's a way to jettison people that they don't want to hire back anyways. So they're going to like, after a couple months of not being able to pay your rent, some people are going to go back to um, a, a buddy of mine who worked in the entertainment industry, got out, went to culinary school and is a very good cook. So people will change their perspective. So it's either going to, it's either going to end quickly or go the long haul. I'm, I'm my perspective. I think probably long haul is going to be more likely because I do think there's sort of a way of like the way Hollywood fires people, right? You're not fired. They just don't hire you back. They just don't call you again. <laughs> they just don't call you again. So they ghost it's like, you. Oh, like, they ghost you into unemployment. <laughs> yeah. Like I was a writer on the first season of the show and you didn't call me for the second season. It's like, yes, it's sort of a weird passive aggressive way to fire people. Cause they don't want to like, they don't want to be mean to anybody, which is why like Hollywood has a an earned reputation for being very phony because no one wants to be overtly mean to your face because who knows, you might be in a position of power some point that might help me or I might be able to take advantage of you for some reason to advance what I want. And so everybody's really nice to each other, but it's all fake. It's all phony, you know, and that's there, there's a reason people say like Hollywood's so phony. It's like, yeah, because people are just nice to each other because they don't know who's going to be in a power position at some point. And so I, I don't know. I see this strike as being a cleansing, a French revolution, if you will, and getting rid of people. So I reached out to a couple of friends of mine. I put in your uh, Twitter DMs, Gary and Az. Mm. Uh, I don't know if Mahler follows me on Twitter. So, oh, I'm terrible with Twitter. I can fix that. Don't worry. First of all, okay, I'm also terrible, but uh, but I DM'd you uh, a message yes. from a friend of mine. Uh, do you want me to read that? 
you could read it. I'll leave it up to you. I just that person should probably be anonymous, but they uh are a director in the industry. I, I shouldn't say it's Steven Spielberg. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> it's not, that bad. I, mean, you know what? I don't know if you want to read the whole thing, it's kind of long, but um, up to you, man. It's your show. All right, so uh da, 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 and we're gonna get back to the article. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, you, you mentioned the Sopranos thing. Uh, yeah. And you talked about unsustainability. Uh, with streaming, we went from five percent of WGA writers working to what uh, fifteen to twenty percent. So the new fifteen percent said, "Okay, now I have a career." Not true. It was a limited time only deal, a short-lived streaming bubble where you get a deal and you get a deal and you get a deal has burst. Uh, those shows serve a much smaller audience and therefore generate a smaller price point. The painful fact is the number of streamers, shows, writers, producers, cast, etc., are shrinking down to what the market can support. That's things have to be allowed to fail, even yeah. bank, except they don't, as its course mm. as the course corrects. Uh, it's why you're seeing cancellation of new shows, old shows that don't perform, and buying new shows that have a built-in audience like Yellowstone. Uh, now, how many pilots has CBS, has CBS shot for this fall? It used to be 30 to 60. That was a question mark, but it was a lot. Remember pilot season. Pilots. Just like, you know, pilots. Like one show to see if we're going to yeah, do Yeah, but it. you used to have pilot season where they used to, like, the pilots would go to the... Uh... But yeah, you get, oh, yeah, you you pilot pilots and then you get, yeah, your pilots well, we're, getting, just we're getting ready for pilot season. And he mentioned mm. this person mentions, uh, they used to do 30 to 60, like a lot. CBS has shot two pilots, fucking hell, for the fall season. Two. Oh, and that's what it's okay. So that's why Quantum League got renewed. <laughs> uh, one, one of which. Is and the Matt, equalizer. Dude, dude, wait. One of which is Matlock starring Kathy Bates. Uh, oh, what? It's <laughs> terrible. What? Ah, no. <laughs> that sounds like a meme. Is that real? It's real. Oh. It's if, that doesn't say, if that doesn't say shrinkage like George Costanza, I don't know what does. Wow. Uh, now that new 15%. Now, okay, so. It used to be 5% of WJ writers. Now it's 15%. So 10% came in during the bubble, basically. Bubble's gone, and those 10% still want work. And not only do they want work, they want more money, even though Hollywood can't pay them anything anymore. Not more money, anything. The sad fact is most WJ writers are unemployed and do something else, rather, uh, whether it's teaching, like my, uh, yeah, I don't want to say. So no they disrespect, but you're not owed a job. You're not owed a job. You're not owed shit. Like, no. what is, you know, th- this is, that's the, the false sense of security. When you, when you are unionized, you have two employers. You basically have two fucking bosses. Now you have two organizations telling you what to fucking do. And, and uh, it, it, it's just not needed. Not in 2023. For one, you work in California. California has some of the strictest labor laws uh, in the country, if not the strictest, maybe New York is a little more strict, not sure. But uh, unions are practically unnecessary in California. 
it's still an at will state, but a lot of you people, a lot of them are contractors. That's how people get around a lot of stuff. A lot of, a lot of you people. That's what I meant. You people. What do you mean? Well, yeah, I meant you people. Uh, this is an amazing time for independent filmmaker. You have crew available who want to work. And most indie filmmakers are not WGA or DGA. So make your films now. This is it. This is your time. This is your time to shine. Uh, so, uh, as, as I, I, was, I, uh, I imagine, as soon as the bigger writers feel the pinch, they will come to some half-assed deal to save face and pay their kids' private school fall tuition. That's I. I totally agree with that statement. By the way, uh, this is this is where you need your John Wick ones, your nobodies. See mm -hmm. That these 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 sort of uh, low budget, uh, high return. Remember when Blumhouse used to just put a million into a movie and it it come out with hundreds of million? Yeah, I, mean, I think they're still trying that, but they'd also branch into bigger like that. Bo is afraid or whatever is the newest one from them, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's a whole other discussion. I've seen it. Yeah. I like a, I like A24 stuff, but it's like A24 stuff isn't really indie. It's low budget studio. Yeah. Because A24 is Warner Brothers. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like Searchlight. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, to me, it's still the same principle. Lower your budget. Well, dude, Joker, 50 million. That's right. Yeah. Oh, how much did Sisu cost? Chris, do you know? Probably, it's probably got a 10 million or less. 10 million. Sisu. Uh, but okay, I, I saw Sisu yesterday and it's fucking awesome. It's great. Six so, million yeah. euro. Yeah. Six million euros. And it's a fucking fantastic movie. It's so a, about eight and a half million dollars. Yeah. Under 10. Yeah. But all the studios have these boutique, you know, indie labels, mainly because five of those can fail and one can succeed and it's, and it pays for the other five that failed. And that happens. You'll see like them break out like an A24. I like what they've done with like some <laughs> of their horror films, like X and Pearl. I don't know if you saw those. And that's, that's for my coffee, not pit boy gamer. <laughs> Wait, what? That's FNT's budget. It's $5 an episode. That's right. That's the budget. Uh, but yeah, no, like, look, my heart and soul has always been an indie film. I mean, like, really, if you, George Lucas is the most successful independent filmmaker of all time, yep, Hollywood was full of shit, and and he moved, you know, he moved to the bay, you know, to Marin Cat, just got away from Hollywood because he just did not like what he saw, and uh, you know, had an indie company and sold Star Wars, but with a deal where. He held on to sequel rights and toy rights. I mean, there's never going to be another George Lucas again. However, for Jonathan Frakes complaining, I see a lot of studio people complaining. Oh, I'm not kidding. Make an indie movie. It is yeah, a, be a golden age. Put together the financing. Make an indie movie. You're going to make it for less. Yeah, you're not going to have all the amenities that come with like making a studio film. Just make something because I think well, that there you'll have freedom. You don't have to follow the rules, the BS rules that now the Academy has put out, like which are like threading a weird needle to like win an Oscar. Who even cares about an Oscar? Dude, Oscar? Exa exactly. Yeah. Oppenheimer is not going to be eligible. Yeah, maybe. Why? why? Because it does not meet those standards. Not, um, not casting. Well, maybe behind the scenes. 
maybe when behind the standards kick in is it does it work like it was it created be before the standards the kicked in or okay no it kicks in this year and it's not just so they would have to staff uh it's an insane standard but roughly 30 percent of their staff has to be multiple underrepresented groups and their marketing and their marketing which is i mean i guess it's possible i just don't think chris nolan gives a fuck I was yeah, about to say, like, how weird will that be though if if people are like wait why didn't oppenheimer show up in the oscars and then people say like well because it didn't satisfy that's going to happen the rules that is going to happen i feel like someone someone needs to make an app well, you guys someone... did it in 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 the uk the baftas had to roll back some of their rules because you guys were doing it and things weren't getting qualified <laughs> <laughs> But someone needs but, to develop. Nobody an cares app. about the BAFTAs anymore, man. So oh, you know, right, right. Someone should develop an app called Diversity Hires, where you just order up <laughs> a certain number of people, have them show up on your set, and that's it. Just Chris, <laughs> you're nearly there. Somebody needs to make a film <laughs> called Diversity Hires, like DoorDash. Oh, right. I had this idea. True, true story. I had this idea last night. I had uh, this idea for last night, but you've now come up with the name of the movie. The, the movie's name is called Diversity Hires. Uh -huh. And the movie's about two white dudes who want to make a movie, but they have to hit the criteria and they can't hire anybody who's diverse. Nobody can nobody can fucking do it for whatever uh -huh. reason. So they just end up with a film for the fucking white people. <laughs> Dude, I prefer what about a plot line where they, they capitalize on the market and they create the DoorDash equivalent where they just grab up 10 employees that are all diverse and then send them out. That's what I'm any saying. Any project that requires them and they get paid for doing that. And they just stand around with their coffees like, we're here, we're helping. <laughs> that could yeah. that could be a legit fun as fuck movie. That would be great. It sounds like it sounds like uh something Ricky Gervais would do. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. like yeah. that show Extras. Extras was brilliant. Brilliant. That Christmas Dude, episode. No. Oh my god. We need a blazing saddles for the woke era. We need a movie that just lampoons the shit out of it. Unapologetically is the most unpolitically correct thing you can possibly think of i have a title for that movie What's that call it not another woke movie right <laughs> title and and every uh, whoever writes it you, you see the line go past it go way yeah. past whatever line you see go way the fuck past it and just uh, dive into it it'd be great I made a spoof comedy years ago called my big fat independent movie uh, yes you did yeah and uh uh, it was fun. Bob Odenkirk did a bit part in it, which was cool because I met oh. him on the festival circuit. But I made this movie years ago, and uh, I don't know if I don't know if spoof comedies are really a thing now. But it was made for cheap. It made money. It's weird. Well, I think comedies died on... because they weren't funny. They, uh, it's the writing again. I think yeah. I think spoof comedies died because they weren't funny. They they, no, they, like, they were Zucker and Abrahams. They loved what they lampooned. Mm -hmm. So you could tell that they love disaster movies. So they come up with with uh, you know airplane, and you could tell that they they loved uh, like World War Two movies. So they come up with Top Secret. They loved uh, detectives. So they come up with uh, Police Squad, Naked Gun. So so you know they love these things. And then when you love something, when you lampoon it, you know all the right beats to, uh, beats to hit and all mm -hmm. that 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 gets the last. But when you just want to lampoon something and you don't understand, like, oh, we're gonna lampoon pop culture. Look, the Hunger Games is out. Let's let's lampoon Hunger Games. But you don't actually appreciate it. You don't like the Hunger Games. You're not interested. So you just create bullshit. 
and it's not funny and it's not witty and it's not relevant and it ages really really quickly whereas you can go back and you can watch airplane naked gun top secret today we'll be fucking rolling laughing yes they'll have Austin references Powell. to the day but they'll also just have endless humor and and, and gags which are timeless but really felt especially after we uh we checked them out again that the the with gold member is this hard line of everything after that got suddenly a lot it was different that was the last one squeaked mm. in and that was it oh yeah. that, was, that was funny well even the hangover like you can't make the hangover now that movie's hilarious i just well yeah it. but about like well uh, as about, right, right, like right yeah parodying and right, totally satirizing these but really that, well-known genres saturday night live would have had a new life if they lampooned all this woke shit if they if they were the the Saturday Night Live of old, you know, uh, it, but no, like I said, like all these organizations are lockstep, and it's it's largely because they've created this environment for fear. Who uh, everybody anybody who disagrees with this hardline progressivism uh, now can't say anything. They're closeted. They're closeted people who I, I mean, God, I get the emails like I really like what you're doing, man, but I can't say anything. <laughs> I gotta unfollow you on Twitter, but I really support you. You know, it's like that. That's that's the environment that, like, who would want to fucking work in that environment? That would suck. It, it would be shit. You're just, oh, I hate, I'm gonna be crass about it, but you're sucking corporate cock. You know, and, and it's ugh. so. I I mean, bring it, bring on the destruction at this point. It, it, what you're, uh, what that person said that you pass the message on this is a course correction it was a necessary course correction if hollywood wants to survive it has to understand it is not the highest form of entertainment anymore it is not the top that belongs to gaming now gaming is the king is the king of entertainment more kids are uh, kids aren't sitting around watching broadcast television they're not watching streaming services dude we um on the on the recent fab we watched ben shapiro and matt walsh playing video games which is <laughs> It's simultaneously fascinating and depressing because they hate video games so much <laughs> and they don't understand how it works and they were like making fun of it. But at the same time, it's like you guys are doing that because you know how popular it is and you know the people. But you, it's literally like watching a dinosaur try to understand a video game. It's uh, kind of fascinating. And Hollywood have been uh, been doing that for a while too. Yeah. They're like, what is this thing? And they're poking political... it. Like, what is going on here? People love this. The political pundits have failed especially the ones on the right, because they're culturally retarded. They are. Oh, not everyone. Benny Johnson gets it. Robert Barnes gets it. There's a lot of people who get it. Uh, and you don't have to agree with everything they say, but these they they respect anime. Uh, I don't like all anime. I don't like all manga. I think some of it's really fucking weird and and uh, degenerate. But American, there's a bunch of weird and degenerate American comics too. You don't like, blame the entire industry for for, you know, for the fringe elements i mean furries have always been a part of fucking fandom they've always been there they've always been off in their corner if they're adults they want to dress like jared leto at the met gala fucking <laughs> fine uh but don't become the industry and that's what happened is the fringe elements uh that i you know that largely went to the alternative press expo i talked about it in my stream on monday uh they took over the industry and they they're they know nothing about business. Their entire life was spending time at home, going to school, and then starting their quote-unquote professional career, writing a zine about uh, an anthology about lesbians who write unicycles. You know, like, <laughs> and, and nobody fucking reads this shit. Uh, and 
they have taken over this. Uh, I don't know uh, if you still, I, I subscribe to your boy, Zach. Uh, he put Vita, Vita Ayala's tweet up. I'll pull it up later in a little mm. bit on her take on the writer's strike. And like, she is the problem. She is like, she encapsulates everything wrong with entertainment right now. Yes. She was given a job based on our identity. She produces a lot. She was complaining about content, dude. That's all she puts out. She, nobody remembers a Vita Ayala comic. No one. Not a single, there's, there's not one that stands out other well, than. No, it, it, that, that's not fair, Gary. Because every Vita Ayala comic is the same. Yes. <laughs> Take the hero, <laughs> supplant it with a black female lesbian. Done. Vita Ayala, done. My work here is done. Yes. All right. So back to this. Uh, the guild wants to guarantee 10 to 52 weeks of work. You know, I'm if you're going to ask for everything, you might as well. You know, yeah. I want a Lamborghini and an <laughs> gold toilet. You know, <laughs> I want a gold toilet. We uh, put immortality at the end of the list. Yes. <laughs> you guys have that, right? Hollywood yeah. must have that. Uh, in a statement on Tuesday night, the Alliance of Most Motion Picture and Television Producers called those two the two primary sticking points. But the AMPTP said that it is willing to increase compensation and streaming residuals and might have gone even farther than its last proposals were it not for the magnitude of our proposals still on the table that the Guild continues to insist upon. So uh, the Guild also wants a streaming residual that would factor in the success of shows. Ah, here's your sticking point. What is a success? Mm. How, do you, how do you gauge that? Success? Just, well, yeah. That would be views. What are the views? Uh, but the studios rejected the offer. By the Guild's calculations, its proposals would cost $429 million per year. The Guild says the studio's counteroffers uh, amounted to only 86 million per year. That's that's kind of a wide. <laughs> that's a, uh, X-ray girl. You can do the math on on the difference of that if you're still alive. Are you still alive? I'm still alive. Girl? Wellness check on X-ray girl. Barely. Oh no, she, she died. She's in the chat. F's in the chat for X-ray girl. Um, the guild also wants regulation for artificial intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> of course they do you might as well try to regulate the weather at this point <laughs> okay uh no it's just it's just it's just funny but they're actually worried about ai like they, they go to a job interview job better and there's this like generic like robot sitting there too it's like i'm also going for the job but it's like yeah right about human <laughs> Writers Guild, you haven't. You need to watch the Animatrix. You've got to let this go. Look, yeah, you got to get used to. It, okay, but the writers are going to be the first ones to use AI, right? To mock. They already fucking do. Absolutely. They just copy paste it and then hand it in as their so own this, homework. This is something I was curious about, right? So let's say you are a director. You're trying to get that the fucking project going. This this happens. You can't get any writers. Can you not just boot up Chat GPT? Have it poop out a script and then just redraft it yourself. I know directors aren't writers necessarily and everything, but I mean, is are you gonna suffer that much compared to some of the writing that's coming out these days anyway? And this is why they're saying please don't use chat GPT, right? <laughs> like I had to do for uh for my um video intensive class at uh at San Francisco State 
uh, I had to do uh, a four, uh, I had to write, produce, direct, edit, and finish a film, a short film in 48 hours. And I had nothing, dude. So I used a, I found on, on, on the internet, a random like plot generator, right? So I just <laughs> put in a couple of things and it, 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 uh, I had to combine, uh, a freezer, um, with a, with Greek mythology, <laughs> I had to somehow make something that's based on Greek mythology that included a freezer. Uh, so I used Pandora's box. I, I just, I made the freezer Pandora's box and uh, based on mythology and uh, made a really shitty um, film that nobody will ever see, but uh, I did it. I did it in 48 hours. And yes, I, I cheated. I used a fucking random title generator and a, a, a plot generator, which existed back then. So yeah, people will use it all the time. Like, like Mahler said, to mock up a script, like if you're sitting there staring at an empty page, just put it in chat beat GBT, give them its parameters um, and, and yeah, you can just rewrite it. I don't know if you guys uh, kept up to date with, with South Park episodes, but I, I think I mentioned on a previous real BBC that there was a chat GBT episode. Um, basically like the main character is using it in order to talk to his girlfriend. He doesn't know what to say to her to make her happy, but chat GBT gives him all the prompts so that he can do it. And then the teacher, they, they start using nice. it for their schoolwork, right? They start, like, giving in essays based on ChatGPT that are just, like, you know, they're, like, fucking 10, and they're giving in these incredible essays that cover every detail of every part of history, and the teachers are just like, wow, you're really paying attention, huh? And then the teachers find out about it, and they start using it to mock the work so that they don't have to do it <laughs> themselves. And then they have this guy come in because they hear that ChatGPT is using it in the school, and he has to find it and, like, you know destroy it and the main character realizes like oh shit like as soon as this is found out my girlfriend will know i've been using it on it you know what do i do and and they present it in the episode as there's no solution to this you're done she's gonna find out they'll everyone will find out it's over and then they realize like wait what if we asked chat gpt how to fix this situation <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> they put it in chat gpt starts giving out an answer and then they show us they actually animate it the ending that chat gpt gave them and that's the ending of the episode. Oh, that's it, awesome. It, it gets fucking wow. better at the end. They say written by like Trey Parker and ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome. It's just so much fucking fun and it's so well satirized. And yeah, that, that's just, that's the future. They're yep. going to be, they're going to get good at it. Those, uh, those robots. Yeah. I, the robots. You can not like AI all you want. It's coming. And yeah, it's, uh, it's frightening when it comes to, I mean, you ever see war games? <laughs> Anybody ever see? Yeah. Would you like to play a game? Game. Uh, all right. So the guild also wants regulation on artificial intelligence, according to the guild's document. Uh, and you know who will be in charge of that regulation? Uh, an artificial intelligence, an algorithm. Uh, it is proposing that the AI can't write or rewrite li literary material and can't be used as source material. Well, you don't use source material as source material anymore, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Variety yeah. previously reported that the guild's proposal was the AI material, uh, that AI material would not be considered, that's in quotes, as either literary or source material. Okay. The, again, you guys don't like bother with source material anyway. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, yeah. AMPTP agreed only to study the issue according to the guild. We'll look into that. Okay. Uh, the Guild is also proposing increases in minimums of 6%, 5%, and 5%. The AMTP 
is offering only 4%, 3%, and 2%, according to the WGA. Seems like you can come to a, an agreement on that. The WGA is also seeking to create a new minimum tier uh, for writer producers. Under the current system, the minimum for everyone above staff writer is $7,412 per week. How do you get by on that? How do you get by? How do I get out of bed for that? Yeah. Shit. Uh, The guild wants everyone at the level of co producer and above producer, supervising producer, co executive producer. Why? (laughs) To have a Seriously, why? (sighs) I want to. I want all Gary's super chats. <laughs> I'll look into that. <laughs> uh, to have a minimum, I want all of my, mine. YouTube gets 30%. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I want all of my super chats. Thank you, YouTube. <laughs> uh, to have a minimum pay tier uh, that is 25% higher than the tier for story editors and executive story editors. The AMPTP is willing to create a new tier, but with a minimum of only two point or, or seven between two and seven percent above the story editor level. I mean, again, you're talking about a person who would make seventy four hundred dollars a week, a week. Uh, for most of my life, I did not make that a month, not even close. Uh, the WGA is looking, uh, you know, and if you're good, you know, you should probably make a lot more than that. But we're talking about the people who aren't good. Uh, and there's a lot of them. And I agree with Chris. I, I totally think they're going to use this as a purge. Like, this is yes. a way to get out of all of their D-I-E. This That's is, what I think. This is the way. <laughs> I've oh, been saying Chris. this since they announced the strike. Chris, how many times did they say this is the way in, in The Mandalorian Season 3? I was wondering. <sighs> Season three, it was 187 times. Jeez. And what? Um, yeah, it was Aural Knots. I don't know if you ever watched that channel. A-U-R-A-L. X-ray girl, don't get me. Anyways, um, so so Aural Knots. Aural. Aural. A-U-R-A-L. X-ray girls out quiet. R-A-L. No, A-U-R-A-L. <laughs> Stop it. You're baiting me here. Um, so so on that channel, they actually did this really fun video for five minutes. They showed every instance where people said oh, this is the way. No. And then they did a breakdown of what characters said it and how many times it was uttered. In the first season, it wasn't that many. It's a few times. <laughs> Same thing. Second season, it wasn't even that much. And then the third season, it was 187 times. And it seems like some of those scripts for the third season was like, uh, you know, when you're padding your word count for a report. You know, in in school, <laughs> like, I just gotta get the word count up. It's a five hundred word forget. essay. I just need five hundred words. Don't forget the amount of times yeah. they did the sound effect. You know, the wee whenever. Garrett in my video had some guy going lulu. <laughs> 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 Oh, dude. Uh, so John Favreau, apparently, uh, I, I did hear this previously, had has season four already written for The Mandalorian, which I, you know, I know Ryan was giving him credit. I'm not going to give him much credit because it's not really hard to write a story where it goes, The Mandalorian walks up, uh, uh, walks up a path and then walks up 
into a ship and says, this, see, is the way. Karen, I think says this is the way. <laughs> I think uh, I think it was a bit of cope with John Favreau from a lot of people that we're still holding out hope that he's not capable of making things things that are bad. I'm just sitting there like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Seen many years of bad things from him at this point. Uh, yep. Person walks up to Mandalorian. Am I on the right path to Moss Eisley? This is the way. Thank you. Walks up. End of the show. They want guaranteed work. They want a lot more money. So do I. Me hashtag me too. (laughs) (laughs) And I want he's like a fucking child at Christmas. I want and I want and I want. Uh, here is what all the writers know. The companies have broken this business. The guild leaders (laughs) told members Monday night. They have taken so much from from the very people, the writers, who have made them wealthy. Wow, this is a commie take, by the way. This is a straight-up commie take. Uh, Where where did that money come from? Uh, Came from the paying customer. Who gave you the resources? Uh, Writers, did you build the volume? Did you build the studio? Did you pay the rent or lease property taxes? Yeah. When you have an abysmal script, it's the actors that have to work really hard to like convince us that it's anything worthwhile actually happening. <laughs> no, not if it's the Mandalorian. Now you That's need good writing, thing. and there should be a a, a price you got to pay for good writing. But that that hasn't happened in a long time. <laughs> I mean, time. Ha- it, uh, dude, since since Endgame, since since COVID started, we have a handful of good movies that were yeah. successful. Five or six. That's it. So I, I don't know what the fuck. Theaters are struggling. Struggling right now. Uh, Hollywood is not back in any way, shape, or form. Are they back? Plus, there was the COVID policies that the WGA was all for that cost all the companies 30% more. That's the low estimate. It added 30% to budgets. That's a fucking lot. Uh, and, and again, you were all for, and you kept so many people out who, uh, didn't want to take the jab. Uh, that should have broken the union right there, in my opinion, but no, you were all for complicity. And now you're like, and, and, and the cup, comp- the companies, you know, the, these Oscar rules and the, all this DEI, they were giving you everything you wanted. Inclusivity and diversity. I guess that doesn't matter that much anymore. Hmm. It's weird. It's weird. Wow. It's, it's interesting to see in stark contrast in, in corporations right now, not Hollywood, but in corporations not, right now, uh, inclusion and diversity teams are being gutted. Gutted from these companies. Because it's a made-up job. It's a made-up job that serves no purpose other than to undermine the company and put the company more at risk. Right? Right? And they put up hundreds of millions of dollars. You know who should be complaining are, are you know, a lot of comic book writers, a lot of authors who are still alive, who are seeing their work absolutely destroyed by these hacks who are now on strike. Uh, oh, I wonder if uh, I wonder if our um, esteemed friends 
Graham Nolan and Chuck Dixon have got their checks from DC yet, which should have come in what January or yeah March or something. No, Probably. still not got. Wonder if they've got them yet. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it it just gender swapping everybody and making everybody gay. I guess wasn't that profitable. Uh, we had hoped to do this through reasonable conversation. Fucking everybody's gay, 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 gay. Now we will do it Great through song. struggle. Oh, oh my shut god! The fuck. Oh please! If they say trauma, I'm fucking walking off. They are struggling. They cannot write their pretend. They are struggling for the sake of our present and our future. We have been given no other choice. This I don't like this at all because it's like there are so many. If you want to make the argument of like all the people on the bottom level, the ones who suffer to make these great movies come out, it's like okay, people that like that's not just writers. Like it goes well beyond just writers. And to be honest with you guys. I don't think you're doing a great job as a reason. I'm willing, you know, like people operate in the boom mic or just stuff like that. I'd be like, they're probably working way harder. I'm sorry, on average. Uh, at least that's the impression yeah, I get. The, so, the crew works a lot harder. They, yeah, they do incredible things. They build entire sets in like weeks. And uh, yeah, they 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 work a lot harder. You're right. Just it rings super hollow, this stuff. <laughs> writer's strike already improving American <laughs> late night propaganda show shut down John Trent that is beautiful that is the best headline I've ever seen in in I agree frame that one John yeah. put it on your wall mm -hmm. yeah. hail John F. Trent <laughs> wonderful I just I just replied with ha 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 oh my god it's healing <laughs> <laughs> uh, just put that home a gift. I'm laughing because it's true. It's so true. Uh, the Writers Guild of America uh, announced that they uh, went environmental up racism. Oh my! <laughs> uh, this morning, and the strike is already improving American society as all the late night propaganda shows have shut down. Uh, the Writers Guild of America announced the strike began this morning, writing on Twitter, the Board of Directors and the Writers Guild of America West and the Council of the Writers Guild of East uh, America East, acting upon the authority granted uh, by their memberships, have voted unanimously to call a strike effective 12.01 a.m. Tuesday, May 2nd. Yay. Uh, though our negotiation committee began the, this process intent on making a fair deal, the studio's responses have been wholly insufficient because they wouldn't give us our 18 karat gold toilets and our Lamborghinis. Oh. Uh, given the uh, existential crisis writers are facing, picketing will begin tomorrow afternoon. Oh. You know what? It is an existential crisis knowing that the industry is falling apart and it can no longer afford you. Yes. Yes. A lot of people have to go through that. You know, a lot of people had to go through that during COVID while you were allowed to work. A lot of people had uh, existential crises because their businesses were shut down by these politicians you supported while you were alive. Uh, well, 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 you could eat at your craft tables while literally across the pathway, across the road that divided you from the restaurant on the other side, there to shut down. Yeah, but have those people saved lives with movies? No, they haven't. I don't know. Do yeah. men kiss each other in their fucking restaurants? I hope so. If they do, then saved. Saved. That's true. Uh, following the announcement of the strike, Deadline reported numerous late-night propaganda shows such as The Late Show 
Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Tonight Show, Late Night, and The Daily Show will shut down. Okay, which, hold on, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a game, I've got a quick game, very okay. quick game. Okay. Which publication does this headline the first? The writer's strike uh, puts trans lives in danger. Oh, Vice is shutting down. Vice is shutting down. Uh, Kotaku? Well, it's no Vice Mary is going Sue? into bankruptcy, but will continue in bankruptcy. Uh, Kotaku, Mary Sue, maybe the writer's strike affects trans creators. The oh, something like that. Oh, which publication does that? Mm. Which publication writes that? The, oh. the writer's strike is affecting trans creators. Shit, Hollywood Reporter will put that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Right. Vice will do it. Oh, wait, yeah. there's no vice. Oh, um, I, 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 that headline comes out in the next 24 hours, as yeah, <laughs> absolutely does. Uh, yes, the, the corporations forcing the writers to strike is transmission genocide. Ooh, Rolling Stone, Mary Sue, Pink News, fucking hell, they do that anyway. Uh, yeah, they do that every day. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 every headline for Pink News. Woke up, gay people in danger. Wow, Pink woke news. up, really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As these shows will no longer be uh, producing new shows, Deadline notes that they're all expected to pivot to reruns. <laughs> oh, we might get Batman from the 60s cartoon uh, series, cartoon, uh, 60s show with Adam West back again then. Well, I mean, yeah, you're going to put reruns of the talk shows? Ugh, no, I but don't... we're going to get reruns, probably a better show. <laughs> hey. We're going to show the original series of Quantum Leap from the beginning. Okay. All right. going to show Battlestar Galactica again. Other programs expected to be affected by the strike are Saturday Night Live, Real Time with Bill Maher, <laughs> and Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Oh, no. Anyway. Damn it. <laughs> darn. Uh, albeit the report notes, final decisions on those shows are expected to come later this week because these clowns need 21 writers. And I'm not even really overestimating there to write their fucking shows. It's, it's a huge room of writers. Uh, one anonymous showrunner informed Deadline that the shows will be in communication with each other. You mean they aren't already? Uh, I have been and will continue to talk to other shows to see what they're up to. We've got to support the writers. Our writers are amazing. Are they? <laughs> Though, well, I mean, if you like uh, House of the Dragon, I got some good news for you. Filming is going to continue because all the scripts are written. There you go. Oof. Too bad. No, I hope rings of power though. <laughs> we could <could> talk. <laughs> Dude, they're still trying to cast dive inclusive and diverse people for season two. The, the, the rings of power season two right is so awful that they're like, oh god, well, you know, is this affected by the writing strike? And they're like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh they ran into another problem too they have uh like they didn't get the proper something with the locations in the uk they're having uh troubleshooting so they've just is it because the dog shit yeah like the locations like we don't want a bad name we don't want our forest to have a bad name or whatever the hell you shoot at 
Uh, we don't want you killing any more horses. You <laughs> yeah, stop killing horses. Stop killing horses. Stop, no, season stop two releases. Horses. horses, horses most affected. Yes. <laughs> stop, stop making horses Minecraft themselves. Uh, we've got to support the writers. Our writers are amazing. That nope. said, the rest of the staff is amazing. And I don't want to see anybody lose their jobs or lose their paycheck. But a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. <laughs> What's the happy medium there? Figuring that out, it won't be easy, the showrunner added. Mm. Well, welcome to the course correction that your Welcome to the Thunderdome, more like. Land of drivel has brought you. Like, this is, you know, hey, things were, you know what? Things were great back in 2019. It's a pretty good economy. Pretty good economy. What okay. happened? <laughs> hey, did you know, <laughs> according to your president, that, <laughs> that Muslims going? have been at the, the start of American culture, apparently? Is that before or after he pooped his pants? <laughs> oh, but I'm sort of like, this is nothing against Muslims, by the way. You know, if you're wearing you a diaper, it doesn't even matter. Like, that's yeah. just objectively, that's objectively untrue. It's absolutely untrue. Nothing against the Muslims. <laughs> yeah, nothing against Muslims. No. It's just untrue. Uh, but. To be fair, our president doesn't know what planet he's on. So uh, there's that. No. Uh, oh, I've got bad news. What's uh -oh. that? I got, I got some bad news. And oh. this is bad news. Oh, what? John Oliver's going to be back on the air? No. Oh. William Shatner. Uh-oh. What? He, he, that's not him on his... What? It's not him. On his Twitter? Yeah, it's like his daughter or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's somebody else. Yeah, it's not Bill. He doesn't run his own Twitter. He doesn't. He doesn't do. Twitter. He's a fucking ninety-one-year-old man. He's not on fucking Twitter all day. Did people actually think that? No, no, no. I, I thought you know he might do the other one. But to, the Brent Spiner was on um, uh, Inside of You, oh, and uh, what the podcast in Inside of You? There's a with oh, Michael yeah. Rosenbaum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Ro Lex yeah. Luthor. Yeah. Good, it's good. Uh, it's, it's good. It's good, yeah, it's good podcast. It is that he did a great one with uh, with Spike. He did. Yeah. Uh, yes, James Masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, somebody had said something, and uh, Brent Spiner said he replied to them on, on Twitter, uh, saying, "Oh, I don't think William Shatner's got time for this or something." And then the William Shatner account tweeted at him saying, oh, "Brent, how dare you say that?" or something. And Brent was just like, oh no, fuck, I've gone and I've gone and upset Bill. So he said, so I phoned, I phoned Bill up because I wanted to apologize. I was like, he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna be mad with you know, I don't want him, I, I don't want Bill mad with me. So he, he he phones up and he's, you know, and he gets through and it's just like, yeah, Bill, Bill's coming to the phone. And he's just like, Bill, I'm like, I'm really sorry about the Twitter. It's just complete misunderstanding. Bill's like, what? <laughs> 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 and then and then Brent's just like and then I realized he doesn't do anything he's got nothing to do with this Twitter at all most most, uh, most celebrities don't no there are other people on their Twitters <laughs> but I whoever mean, it is you're based and I love you Instagram is Mrs. Nerdrotic 
All right. Yes. Because, um, I'm a man and I'm not going to be on Instagram. Okay. So uh, I, I check in once in a while. I take that as a personal insult. I, that should be a personal attack on you. Yes. <laughs> it should be. She's, hey, she's helped you though. She, She's chewed yeah, you out well, times. She's tried. Like, oh, she's so you tried. know how to use Instagram. I see. I got, I got told <laughs> off by Melissa. Yes. Oh, yes. so you do know how to do that. Yeah. Welcome to the club, brother. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> how to do it. I just got to, you know, log on more than once every five days. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely me on Twitter, though. The grammatical errors and misspellings. And thank God for that edit button. That's why I pay for the blue check mark. I use it a lot. That gets a lot of use. That edit button. All right. So an SNL, a SNL cast member was informed, uh, also informed the outlet. We have to make it uh, about our crew too. Yeah. By putting them out of work. I mean, we, there's already Instagrams of actors and crew members going, please don't do this. Well, we just work it out guys. And they're so fucking far apart. Like they are miles apart right now. I absolutely support the writers and I want the writers to get what they deserve and need, but I don't want our crew to be out of work. We can't make this art without each other. Yeah. And I remember Chris, I remember I hunted Chris. I hunted <laughs> when I, when I, uh, when my very brief time working in the, uh, in the, 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 the bowels of Hollywood for tech <laughs> bowels is their height, right? Yeah. Analogy. Uh, they, they, uh, there was still this was 2010 so it was like the writer strike had been over for a couple of years there was still a ton of resentment from crew members to the writers they were still pissed they were still talking about it and they were still recovering from it so uh yeah this isn't going to make things better because the writer and susan surrender i know dude uh as your friend said <sighs> correctly so they're they're gonna have to cut a deal to save face they're not gonna get what they want they're just not there's no money. Hey, do you remember when her daughter was in Californication, got her tits out? Do you remember Californication? It just I had do. tits everywhere. I, yeah. And really fucking good tits as you well. You know, you know how you, you, you come back, Hollywood? Tits. Tits. <laughs> it's the only way. A booby can save Hollywood. Um, it is. His boobs have got to save Hollywood. Milk truck just arrived. Oh. Uh, these shows going off the air will be uh, a boon for American society as millions Ooh. of people every night will no longer be subjecting themselves to blatant <laughs> propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Vaccine! <laughs> 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 these shows are. The writers of these shows have admitted to it, and albeit they describe themselves as liberal circle jerks instead. Uh, Meg Wright at Vulture published a number of anonymous comments from writers on various late night shows back in 2021. One writer told her uh, the shows felt like a liberal circle jerk. The anonymous writer went on to detail. It seems to be a loose rule that late night writers are more progressive than hosts, showrunners and executive producers. Writers get compensation extremely ex compensated extremely well but they're still way more likely to actually know people who are hurting than the same circle of mostly wait people it's so people? racist it's this is it's so fucking racist. white multi-millionaire showrunners and producers who float among 
the same five shows. Uh, when you've been crazy rich for over a decade and so have a lot of your friends, it's difficult for a lot of those hosts to have any conception of what people are hungry for in the real world, which is absolutely true. Uh, the writer continued, we're applauded. Uh, we're applauding late night hosts for using their platforms and multi-million dollar salaries to sob about the state of our nation every other, I was going to say, or or just suck on the state's big old fucking rusted <laughs> cock. Uh, every other night, Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert are probably the worst offenders here. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is a punk. Teacher, uh, as has a question. Yes. Sorry. I was reading my article. The Batwoman writers... <laughs> Got promoted to Gotham Knights after after driving a show into the absolute depths, and the show that they got promoted to was doing even worse than Batwoman. Go on strike. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, dude. Uh. Trump's first speech from uh, Trump's first speech from the White House after election night, predictably full of lies, fascist propaganda. Colbert wore all black in mourning and stood up to deliver the monologue for the first time since March. Just in case anyone watching had recently suffered a blow to the head and couldn't detect like that a blow to the dick, he made sure to explain through tears why he was doing it. The right through, through tears through fucking yeah, Crocker. what a disingenuous. <laughs> prick what a fucking disingenuous prick you don't give a fuck no you probably went backstage and hit two fucking people who didn't give him the right fucking coffee you saw that you know colbert was invited to obama's birthday party during covid remember that was controversial because oh wearing masks and he's in the tent to, in the tent yeah that can't house any immigrants yep but can hold 500 guests at obama's um, party with no masks vineyard yep Dude, there uh, is nowhere, nowhere that those immigrants could have gone on Martha's Vineyard. No, nowhere. 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 Sorry, my governor's back. It's to... a safe haven until immigrants actually get there, and then they go, ah! Exactly. Uh, my governor is back to busing them out to other blue states, including California. Didn't, didn't, is there like Ohio or somewhere that like 15,000 immigrants fucking turned up in one week or something? I saw I saw pounding its coins. That's not immigration. That's a fucking invasion. <laughs> I, I laugh. Uh, the writer I don't went think on he was assert... meant, I thought he was joking, but I still laugh. Yeah, right. The uh the writer went on to assert it's not that I don't think his tears were sincere, it's that they were wasted <laughs> on something so stupid. And they're the only no, they, one were, they were not sincere with the broadcast. Were those tears for George Floyd and every black American murdered or injured during the Black Lives Matter protest? Wait, uh, what about what? Americans? What about Americans murdered or injured during the BLM protests? Uh, but wasn't most, it black people hurting black people, people in those riots? It, well, that, there was that, yes. And then there was Antifa, which was mostly a bunch of fucking white people. Uh, I didn't think Antifa around. existed. Uh, they're just an idea. They don't really exist. Okay. Uh, where were those tears for the quarter million Americans who have died during COVID? 
And above all, why would anyone want tears from a comedy show in the first place? Have all of our brains collectively broken this badly? Uh, in Hollywood, yes. Much of late night uh, devolved into the Aaron Sorkinified liberal circle jerk. It's not productive, <laughs> it's not impressive, and it's definitely not comedy. That's not fair to Aaron Sorkin. He's a good writer. Yeah. 50-50. Uh, Did you like whole... news? Is it Newsweek? Was that what it was called? Newsweek, news, news something. I, I, I'm not a fan of Aaron. Had Olivia Munn. It was good. I liked it. And West fan. Wing, you know, West Wing fan. was used to be fun. Well, it's been interesting. Olivia Munn was on that, uh, yeah. Uh, on the News, HBO. news something. It was news something. Yeah. News, newsroom. 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 Yeah. I liked that. I thought it was a good I show. I did also. Yeah. I like Olivia Munn, though. I like Olivia Munn. <laughs> <laughs> I like her a lot. Uh, diversity. Here you go. Here's your app. Chris. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Most diverse oh. non resume ready to shill app. <laughs> diversity hire. Diverse pretenders within 24 hours. They get delivered directly to your studio. Yeah, directly to the studio. Powered by ESG and DEI GPT. That is glorious. I'm retweeting it right now. Okay. You can look. There's a good eclectic group there. I could have made a million dollars on that app. That's my mistake. X-ray girls in there. And so it's comic division. Hey, I'm formally incarcerated. <laughs> I'm part of a marginalized group now. I just Oh want yeah, that's weird that that's part of it. Yeah. Are you a woman with a beard? <laughs> I, I can be. And then my name's uh, Princess Diana of Themyscira. How you doing? <laughs> zoom in it says. Can you zoom in? Oh, I don't, I don't know. You can't. Can't. Well, I I retweeted it and I'm sure as will and it's on Fat Steven. Oh my Sigal god. Twitter, please. You can steal that all you <laughs> steal his meme all you want. It's fine. I'm I'm okay with you stealing his meme. <laughs> oh my god! I know I'm white, but well, oh oh, did they? I don't think they made that designation, but maybe that was just a mistake. Maybe it's non-white, formerly <laughs> Collider are giving away free tickets to what for their, for their screenings of the first two episodes of Rings of Power. Oh, you want, to see? you want to see? You want to see? I'll show you. Is that real? It's not even. Is that old? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, show, I'm gonna show you. Uh, it, says, it says three hours ago, so I don't. I don't know. Um, Someone must have accidentally posted something in their drafts. Yeah, that's just that's a crazy. guess. That's crazy. Hey, um, guys. Oh shit. There it is. Well, no, put it back up. Where did, oh, where did it okay, go? Okay, all right, all right. Okay, I'm bringing it. I'm putting it up. I'm sorry, I wasn't fast enough for you, as you ageist. I'm old and slow now. Okay. I'm oh I'm my. with the hit. I'm with the now, Gary. Okay. Win free tickets to our screening of Lord of the Rings: The Rings of Power. Oh, no, that's real. <laughs> I want to go. I <laughs> the theatrical go. screening of the I first two so episodes. Of it's a Q and A, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> so many questions. With the Q&A, yeah. Oh, no, no. Those Q&A questions will be vetted, Gary. Oh. You're going to write yeah. them on cards. They'll hand them up to a moderator who, are, who will filter that and very, very polite and a very managed event is going to happen. It's going to be just like Kathleen Kennedy, you know, where everything's all light and whatever. So wow. I May the 6th, 3.30 p.m. in L.A. Chris, you should go. I could go. It's probably at the – I'm going to guess it would be at the Academy because um, they, they do a lot of screenings like that there. So, yeah. So they do a lot I, of those things. Collide. I've got a question. Why sure. does Galateriel look nothing like she does in the show in this uh, image? Because that was made by the marketing department. And what they do is when the characters – They'll set aside time. Seriously, they'll set aside time and they'll do these marketing shoots. So they don't always look like the characters, you know, that are on the show. Mm. Sometimes early or after or during. It depends on when that kind of thing is scheduled. So I want to go up on the little mic and be like, my question is why? Why did you do this? <laughs> That's it. Why? End of question. Why? <laughs> Okay, first of all, very legit question because if you ask Peter Jackson that question, why he would give you the most, he would give you an answer that would probably give you chills because he would talk yes. about what the book, what the book meant to him. And this is a soulless corporation who bought a bought the rights to use a brand effectively. That's all this stuff is. That's why so much of this stuff is garbage because not everyone can be a Peter Jackson or someone who's someone who who has to make uh, something because, because they feel so personally, they feel so strongly about it personally. And that doesn't exist. You know, that's just like less and less of those people exist. I believe James Gunn uh, is that person. I don't know. I haven't seen the new guardians yet, but he has something to say about the human condition, I believe. And, 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 and so that's why his films stand out as, you know, the best of the Marvel stuff when he's involved. But it's so hard to push back against these corporations just trying to make something that's meaningful, that resonates rather than that's why these these when these running times get north of two hours, I just think, well, that's compromise. That's a two and a half hour movie is just not organic. It doesn't make sense. It has to be an epic that's earned is a three hour movie. That's a Lord of the Rings movie. That makes sense to me. Right. But two hours, 20 minutes for a Thor movie. Oh, well, the one, the last one that is, which yeah, wasn't Wakanda forever like ten hours? Yes, it was two hours and forty Fucking minutes felt like it. <clears throat> it was god awful. So Guardians three is already at seventy eight percent. Interesting. What are your What are your um? What's your gut feeling about Gladiator two? <laughs> <laughs> Gladiator two. <laughs> Doesn't the name already tell you? Like, oh no. <laughs> More gladiatoring. Yeah. Gladiator two, gladiator. Um, gladiator reloaded. Like, this movie. Pedro was Pascal doing... got casted in it. Ugh, fuck that. Well, he's probably gonna wear more commie sh Hitler youth shorts like he did at the Met Gala. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why was he dressed as a Hitler youth? Commie Hitler youth. Um. So, <laughs> Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume Three screened early with no embargo. Wow. No embargo. And That's usually confidence, isn't it? Yeah, I would see yeah. that as confidence, but it seems like 
it's lukewarm. Like it's it's good. Like people going, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I, the, the the common thing I'm seeing is the it because hmm, it, it, I, I was about to say like the, the, there's a lot of, we already knew when we when we knew this film was announced and everything was coming together that he's gonna kill a lot of people. It's James Gunn and mm -hmm. this is the last one, so he's probably killing a few of the main characters and he's probably gonna make it as dramatic as possible. And that there is such a thing as having a bit too much of that. I don't yeah. know how he's gonna yeah. balance it. I look forward to seeing it, but. Fucking! If you've been eating the Marvel diet recently, you're not ready to see anyone die and take it seriously. They don't do that anymore. No. So the idea that he's doing it for possibly, uh, you know, at least two characters or something, yeah, uh, I could see this being a dour experience potentially. But it is James Gunn, and he usually puts uh, hopeful. Looks shit like in all there. those uh, all those animals are going to fucking die, aren't they? Possibly. Yeah. This is the thing, though. I don't want to like, you know, I want to give him a chance first. It feels weird because uh, because me being told like oh i couldn't take it because it was just too sad or something i'd be like hmm by the way well, Groot, like Groot looks shit yeah, oh, dude i rewatched guardians one the other day Groot looks so fucking good in that movie yeah huh? what is it this the, the iron man stuff yeah i don't know i don't know what was the reason for this redesign wasn't there something like you said he wanted to make it feel more like a 80s sci-fi or something yeah yeah it it, it doesn't work I don't think it. Would. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see him. I'll see it. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> hey, what did what did uh, X Ray Girl's dad say about it, Chris? Uh, X Ray Girl's dad uh, enjoyed it. He said it was good, not great. He said the third act goes on forever because it ties up every loose end, it, including like minor characters. Uh, so it, basically, the third act starts in the middle of the movie, and it's just relentless. He says it's just too much; it gets kind of mind numbing. He said it was good, but it is the third best of the three Guardians mm. films. Ooh, ouch! Which isn't enough. I will say this: I was kind of lukewarm on it, you know, and I because I saw some scenes. You know how they release scenes from the electronic press kit, and they leak out. There was one scene that got me, and it's four animals. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I saw that, that yeah. scene. With the rabbit named Floor, I yeah. thought that was really clever. That kind of got me like, oh, he's going to lean into that and that's going to get people. But I don't think it's going to be for little kids. I think little kids will be kind of scared when you're, you know, killing off characters. So we'll uh, see. Yeah, dude. On, on, that note, on that note, I actually have to, to run. Yeah, you uh, do. But I'll see you tomorrow for the Nooner, Gary. You and I will be talking about Dune Part 2, the trailer. Yeah. Uh, and then I want to let everybody know that uh, I am now a judge. I am going, I am, this Critics Court starts on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. This is a real thing. We're putting Lucasfilm on trial for the murder of the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> we are introducing <laughs> the first the first thing, we're going to introduce all nine charges. And then the following week, we'll be bringing in the prosecution and the defense. And Who the people, fuck is the defense? What's that? Who the fuck, who's the defense? <laughs> oh, I've got a list of people for the defense. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, okay. my. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be run like a courtroom. I am the judge. And just like judges across America, I am biased. Hey. So I, I, I have a bias. In this case, but I am not the jury. The jury are the jury will be everyone in the chat. Everyone in the chat is the jury. So uh, that starts tomorrow, right after the nooner. 
I might have to leave a, I might have to actually leave on time, Gary, at the nooner so I can, <laughs> I got like, I got to put my judge's robe on, <laughs> get, you know, got to do, there's a little bit of prep. Yeah, in yeah, I, no, it's all good. Whatever we get is fine. But, uh, and, can, and, uh, you know, too, people are going to start talk to talk. If but. you are interested in being part of the prosecution, I know a few people on this stream that, uh, may want to be, and I will say this, I'm making everyone wear suits or at least from the top up, uh, like a tie. Or just formal, because it's court. It's court. You're in my courtroom. Can I wear what I wore for the um, Academy Awards? Yes, that's perfect. Okay, that's cool. Just whatever. I'm no, be it's like pimp prosecutor. But the but the nine charges <laughs> are really specific, so you you have to be confident that you are debating um, on that charge. So I think there's one that's a good fit for Ryan. That's about the EU. So I'll, I'll I can send you guys a Google Doc that has yeah, like yeah. a list yeah. of charges. If you, if you, I, I would love to invite you on. So sure. I got to run. Thank you so much. Thanks, Water with lemon. Take care, Mahler, as uh, Gary. Always appreciate it. Um, as hope to see you in Vegas next year. Same thing with Mahler. So, Vegas no. next year. Guys got to go. He's going to go. All right. Oh, take care, everybody. Later. Bye. 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 Later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> So someone in chat say, bring in Muller, you'd have like 48 hours of evidence. I love the idea that I would be in a courtroom laying out like all, yes. all the damage that Disney did. Yes. If we could uh, bring up evidence number 7,643. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got metal, metal and Fringy helping you bring stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like your legal aid. Or you'll be a barrister, right? Is that what they're called over there? What the fuck oh, are you worried I, I love the idea that as part of the evidence, I just play all of TLJ and then ask the jury, like, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. I saw. We all saw it. Um, Joe Marana from the Cleveland Plain Dealer says, Volume 3 is mostly dark and dour, which only makes the series signature elements of goofy humor, ridiculous scenarios, and too cool for school soundtracks stick out like a sore thumb. Now, a lot of people like it. There's a lot of tomatoes there. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Mm. Uh, it's a sweet, savory morsel of storytelling, drowning in a puddle of special effects. Uh, manic clawing for cool. But like, most of them are are pretty, you know. Oh, geez. Uh, Gun fails, falls into the usual Marvel trap. His climax overblown and overlong in a film that's two and a half hours running time, which could easily have been condensed to a better overall effect. And that, along with some brutal... Animal cruelty uh, with their CGI animals. Okay. <laughs> well, you know how people are. <sighs> you know, I, I it maybe it is harsh or something, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see it before I can believe this reaction from people. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta see what you're talking about. You know, imagine Gary, like they just had some ferret getting ripped apart slowly. Who'd be like, oh, that's at that point, I wouldn't call it animal cruelty. I'll just say it's fucking gory. Well, I mean, something horrible happens to an animal in sisu i mean something horrible happens to animals in a lot of great movies so maybe they're just talking about the fact that it's marvel and you don't see marvel yeah. haven't been violent in so long i know i miss we're it getting, <laughs> we're getting an f-bomb too and it's not the dog by the way they put on the fucking poster for sisu the dog lives <laughs> okay yeah. so they tell everybody the dog lives don't worry <laughs> okay <laughs> we haven't even gotten like implied violence in ages as well. Do you remember when Iron Man punched someone and he just went flying? Yeah, like, uh, he's just flipping around. Oh my god! No, dude, when he kills all the terrorists, 
and his first like big action scene yeah. Guns. Yeah, second, was fucking awesome <laughs> i was like yeah that whole scene uh, is so badass yeah and he was... just throws the one to the people and just says i'll leave him with you yep just fucks off just ripped apart yeah. yeah he's all yours he's all, he's all yours that was when they were like experimenting bing, with bing, an iron man voice bing. as well yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah. sounded like much deeper, more roboty. It was like a thing yeah. they were gonna do, and then they just went with, you know, more regular Robert Downey Jr. voice. I loved oh, Iron Man One. So cool. It's <laughs> good. For, great film. Such a great movie. I got my special movies. My Mondo Steel Box 4K is awesome. All right. Where was I? Where are, there it is. You ready to read some soups, guys? Sure. Fuck yeah, I forgot someone mentioned like this. There's actual like sex in that film as well, and obviously not like nudity, but you know, people Fox having the, sex. Uh, reporter. Insane. <laughs> Imagine that. She's begging for it. She wants it. She was hot. Well, I'd have given her. Hot. I'd have given her the story. <laughs> <laughs> um. He definitely gave her. All right, Marksman of 117B on the Streamlabs side for $30. Thank you, my friend. Hail, I wanted to recommend a 90-minute animated movie from Spain. Now on YouTube, the film is called Unicorn Wars, made by uh, a famed Spanish director who, in his words, was inspired by Bambi, Apocalypse Now, and the Bible. A wild combination of the works uh, really well, a war film where... Care Bears are exiled from their homeland by unicorns and launched a holy crusade <laughs> uh, to genocide the unicorns and reclaim oh their land. Beautifully animated, animated while being cute, violent, and filled with lots of gore. So it's it's like Watership Down. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I like sure. it. Oh, yeah. unicorns. Even Watership Down. That is a violent, even, violent cartoon. Even picked up some Full Metal Jacket vibes. Uh, the compelling story that contrasts the themes of war, innocence, nature, and humanity. Set aside two minutes for yourself some time, uh, at least to watch the trailer. To see what I mean, you won't regret it. Cheers. I, that sounds kind of fun. I, uh, I will do that. Uh, Mikey Gussler. What's up, buddy? Uh, in uh, three parts, I'm sure you heard about, God, what is it called again? Power Trip? Mikey, you did hear about the metal Coachella that they're doing. The metal Coachella, Guns N' Roses, uh, Iron Maiden, Ozzy's going to be there. Like Tool, every fucking metal band on the planet is going to be at Coachella in October. I think Kiss might be there. Ooh. Yeah, it's 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 going to be. Even know that man's alive. Oh, Paul Stanley's canceled after what he said yesterday. Uh, what did he say yesterday? It said uh, basically, um, child mutilation is bad. It is bad. It is. Uh, which different so, from what so his, his, the truth again. his bass player was saying about the, the, the coof, which was some authoritarian shit. Uh, Jack Saint and Shad. Okay, so hey, Mahler. Apparently, Jack uh, Saint and Shad are having a go at each other since Jack just uploaded a response to Shad. Are they fighting over swords? They find over, I was about to say Simpsons for some fucking reason, uh, Mario. Um, and I watched, uh, I actually checked it out, and Jack did exactly the same thing to Shad he did to me, which is, say for example, like As says, <laughs> this is a good example, Resident Evil 4, 
oh, it's just such a great remake, great gameplay, great atmosphere, great graphics, great performance from everybody. Ada Wong, not so much. And someone goes, as the fuck, why do you hate it so much? <laughs> yeah. And they, they chop out that one bit and they say, you see, as is just shitting all over the game. What a piece of shit. He hates everything. It's like, by the way, Gary, why... that's a true story that Mola just told. Yeah, and it's it's the kind of uh, back in the day, like we're talking 2018, I think, is when EFAB like first started up. He like took my videos and chopped out basically like all the context around at any point and just be like, this is all he says about movies. And all I did was just like, okay, so we'll just go to it, rewind 10 seconds. There's the thing he said I didn't say. And we just did that for like 10 hours. It was ridiculous. And I was just like, this is fucking pathetic. And the only way you get away with it is because you're appealing to an audience that already agree with you. Yeah. That you're feeding them what they want to hear, not like reality. And yeah, Shad had to go through all of it as well. He's like, uh, Jack sold him down pretty hardcore. He's mixed in his trailer review with his movie review, and he's combined statements to make them sound like they uh, they just despise the movie through and through because Peach is not always wearing a dress and stuff like that. It's um, it's just not it's not being very fair because I don't even, as you guys know, like me and Shad, I think disagree on the movie at least to some degree. But uh, I just I just don't like that shit where you. You're like, oh, it'd be much easier if we just take out all of the reasonable things you say and make you look like a clown. But like, you know, you can do that with anybody, by the way. Yes, you can. Well, our detractors just, I mean, they'll they'll watch our videos and they'll stop and they go, why do you hate women? <laughs> Dude, yeah. when because we did coverage of it. Organized chaos. Is that a searching, fucking a drain pipe? Well, unlike searching my through my... Searching through my video to find homophobia. He was like, this got to be in your subway. <laughs> I know. We got to find it. And he was like disappointed when he couldn't find it. He was like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Aren't these the people that called Eric July and Uncle Tom? He, he fucking called him something else. Well, I, I uh, mean. Did I? He, he, uh, I if I remember correctly, he called him a chunky monkey. Yes. And uh, when questioned on that, he said, I didn't know that that could possibly be seen as having racial connotations. <laughs> One of those ones where like, you, okay. <laughs> he was like, I thought that was just something you say to people who are overweight. He's not overweight. What's the other He's thing? He's not even it's close like, to overweight. As far as I'm aware, the man is quite fit. Yeah. Yeah. He's so like, you, uh, you couldn't even, you couldn't even fake that one. Uh, do you know? What the feud is about, and this you answered the question already. What it's about, and what is the history again with Jack Saint, which you provided? Uh, so when is everyone going to get together to record an EFAP movies for the room and the cat in the hat? In the hat, I won't stop until it happens. Uh, hey Gary, did you see Aerosmith announce their new tour? I did. Are you going to see them when they uh drop by Ohio? No, <laughs> the films, uh, they uh, film the first Avengers and Captain America Winter Soldier here. Uh, mm. Not dropping by Ohio this year. Not going to say never. You never know. But uh, I've got a lot of... I don't I don't know. I, we had a lot of stuff planned for June. Now I don't know. Well, I, I don't know what's going on. But um, I do know I'll be at San Diego for Comic-Con in July. And I do know I'll be in Wisconsin. So in July. June is contact in the desert, but that's not really a meetup thing. That's just me going. Uh, and then possibly Dallas Fan Expo. Don't know. Um, if anything, we'll do a meetup there. Don't know if we're going to do a panel. Don't know. 
for doing a panel right now. Not sure. It's not looking good, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Duke Devil 95 has gifted 10 Nerdrotic memberships for $50. (laughs) Coquie, four, two parts for $20. Uh, I work in an in-theater restaurant, and we are being forced by Disney to show Guardians of the Galaxy, Little Mermaid, from early morning to late at night at the time when kids are still in school. Uh, seems like they are trying to create hype, bogus first week sales, while also getting ahead of bad word of mouth and lack of momentum into later weeks. Thoughts? I agree. I think there is uh, no, no, I got to still say think. I got to, I got to still keep it in my, the realm of opinion, guys. I think there is a ton of bullshit going on. I think we saw a little bit of it with Captain Marvel, but how many times have we told the story that we're going to see a superhero movie and we sat in an empty theater? I, I it happens quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It happens quite a bit. Uh, would I put it beyond a giant corporation to estimate up fudge numbers, purchase some bots uh, to create a fake hype for the film? They would absolutely do that. Oh, how could you say so? I know, I know. Well, why, why, I, I, it always paramount boggled, of the, it, it always boggled my paramount. mind. Like, those are bots vote downvoting Captain Marvel. Who is going to go? I'm going to, I don't even know how you would do it. So I'm, so I'm going to sound like a boomer, but I don't care. It's like, okay, I'm going to go find the bot farm. Is there an app for that? I'm going to go find the bot farm <laughs> and I'm going to spend a bunch of my own money because I'm yeah. a working guy who works 40 to 50 hours a week living paycheck to paycheck, busting my fucking ass. But I hate those movies so much. I'm going to spend some of my harder money to find the bot farm in India or wherever the hell it is to downvote Captain Marvel. Or do the companies do that? And they just projected that accusation on the fans. I leave that up to you. dear. Uh, to you, the people, the people, Batman. I have not to from Commissioner Gordon yeah. He says I'm poopy poopy bad poopy. I didn't poopy my um <laughs> I don't think that was the line, but it's better. It was it was <laughs> it's better. <laughs> Angela Richter has gifted five neurotic <laughs> memberships for $25. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. Hey, I saw I know Geeks and Gamers has the 199. We have the 9.9 here, which is uh, all the ladies, the percentage of ladies who subscribe to Neurotic. Uh, we saw some members of the 9.9. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You got 9.9% now. Yeah. Rings of it's power. Amazing. Rings of power. Are you kidding me? Ah, yeah. I need Very to check all the ladies. I need to check. I, need to check. I know. I need to check now. I need to check what mine is. My milkshake brings the ladies to the yard. That's right. It ain't 9.9. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, it's probably because I mentioned like Johnny Depp in a couple of videos. Too. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. Oh, uh, I'm on I'm on 7.2. You're getting up there, buddy. That's really okay. good. That's really good. It's getting higher. It's getting higher. I'm at three, <laughs> which is pretty good. As as has his simpets on Twitter. I I see you. Uh-huh. I I see you, ladies. I yeah, they're always responding to everything he says. Like, oh, we love ass. Whatever. Are you born? 
<laughs> bamboo taco for $20. Wasn't the last writer strike when we all got the crap writer, uh, crap writers in comics. Yeah. They, a lot of them did move to comics. This is true. This is true. We got, well, they're all crapped out now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, um, let's see if I can find that really quick. It was, uh, your boy, Zach posted it on his community tab on YouTube. Cause you know, Zach quit Twitter, Richard, he quit Twitter and then he constantly goes on Twitter and then posts screenshots. That's not logged in on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> That's I love it. Uh, and if I still put diversity in comics, his channel comes up, which he should have never changed by the way. So he's got a Vita Ayala. There oh. it is. Oh God, this is great. This is fantastic. <laughs> This is, such a... this is one of these complete lack of self-awareness moments. Yes, it is. Right. Yes, it is. Vita, let's just be honest, they're not the uh, smartest. Uh... Okay, a little context on Vita Ayala, Mahler, shitty comic writer. Uh-huh. <laughs> They've literally branded themselves on brand, uh, brown and queer. That is their brand. Your boy Zach says here, uh, the entire goal of this generation of comic book writers and i'm using that term charitably was to spam out enough content as humanly possible in order to get the attention of hollywood vita ayala has written over 200 comic books in the last six years name three <laughs> things that happened in them besides vaguely ethnic gay people mill about and eat <laughs> yes <laughs> so perfect funny. so here's vita the way people are responding to the writer's strike tells all that needs telling about how they actually value art and the people who create art, just taking note of who uh, sees creators as human beings and who thinks of creators are, who thinks creators are content mills from a woman. I'm sorry, from it that uh, writes a bunch of content, by the way with no meaning, no soul, no art. We conceded too much ground when we allowed art to be called content. You literally make content! Uh, to be honest, and I'm not sure if we can take it back. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> the party's over. You, you were charity, Vita Ayala. You were fucking charity. You were a write-off. You made them no money. And you remember now- when Vita Ayala put out a tweet? Saying, Aaron, all I hear is positive things about my books from my peers. And yet, <laughs> and yet people don't buy them. Like, <laughs> where are the sales? These you gotta you gotta buy these books, people. Like I, my mom is just they're awesome. I tell myself yes. I'm great. I think I'm absolutely great. You should buy my books. What your peers tell you your your shit's good and yet it doesn't translate to sales? This is shocking. I am shocked. Shocking. I'm shocked. I tell you, shock. Uh, yeah, that's that's. Now they shocks me. Vita Ayala, ladies and gentlemen, soon to be learning to code. So Batman, Vita, we're going to give you Batman. Lord Baratheon. What's your story? Yeah, I think in what we do. Is we take Batman and we just push him to one side and then we bring in this black woman and she's gay. And she sits down and eats okay. 
she sits down and eats fish tacos. And then she sits down and, and eats. <laughs> anything else? That's it. What do you mean anything else? That, that's that's, the that's story. gold. That's gold. My my peers told me that's a great story. <laughs> uh, Lord Baratheon, you are King Baratheon, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, Protector of the Realm, for forty nine ninety nine. Question for all. Question for you all: Do you guys truly believe that Mila Kunis rumors are? Uh, or do you guys think they're fake? There fake. Were also rumors that she was in the don't, 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 don't of course they're fake. What do you mean? Like with with the world we live in as number one, of course they're fake. Number two, she's even said the fake. Yeah, that that's fair. But we we've had it we've had announcements before that make us all go, what the fuck? And then it's like, yep, that's right. true. If they went something, if they said something like um German shot putter Helga von von <laughs> Bigcock <laughs> is uh is gonna play the thing that I could be like, ooh, Helga von Bigcock. <laughs> but um, is that German? <laughs> she's yeah, she's a German shot putter, East German shot putter. <laughs> but uh, it's Mila Kunis, and Mila Kunis is like four foot one and weighs three pounds. Yeah, so I don't even think they would. I know the thing's no, going to be a I, I CGI think, thing, but I don't even think that they would have even done that. I think what Mahler's getting at, mm. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Mahler, but <laughs> I think what he's getting <laughs> at is the takeaway here is everybody believed it. <laughs> everybody was like, that's crazy. And <laughs> but it could happen. <laughs> and it could happen. Yeah, like, I, I'm confused. Like, you know, they've done girl versions of basically all the heroes at this point. Does it surprise you that girl thing might happen? Well, I, I, if you'd said, right, if you'd said they're uh, turning Johnny Blaze female, then I could have been like, Ooh. but the thing, I think that's that at the minute, even in 2023, might be just a bridge Dude, too did you far. see the shills trying to justify going well sharon ventura was the, uh, the you know the girl thing uh which was actually she became captain marvel at one point and uh yeah everyone's been captain marvel it's like no um i liked ff ff had a, a had a, a uh what was her name again miss thing miss thing and she had a thing suit on. <laughs> I liked her name, Miss Thing. But uh, that was Mike Allred, his FF comic. Uh, but um, no, it, it's it's the fact that people, like when I saw, I was on the road and I saw it and I'm just like, oh, please, 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 please be true. Please be true. I want oh, it to be true. No, I definitely oh, wanted it to be true. I, I want it to be true. I didn't think it was. You guys, like, I, I almost want to remind everybody, the idea that they would bring back Palpatine was at one point seen as, like, no fucking way. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Now, no, somehow like, he returned. Well, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, but, like, do you understand? Like, our, our bar has been so shattered, like, it, as nerds, you know? Back, do you remember when TFA's trailer came out? People were arguing over the, the cross guard. That was where we were at in terms of destroying the IP. As if we would give a fuck now. If they had a lightsaber that turns on and stabs you, people would be like, yeah. Yeah, that makes Yeah, of course. Well, we, we, lightsabers don't work anymore, to, according to Kenobi. So. Baseball bats. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> with with glowing lights. I fucking hated seeing Obi-Wan Kenobi slapping him with his baseball bat. I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it, it looked like back when, when, okay, this is before you were born, but it looked like when we were kids and we had our, our, our lightsabers were flashlights with a big plastic thing in the end, and we just beat the shit. They were like a wiffle ball bat. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We yeah, yeah. out of each other. That's what it looked like. Yeah. And someone um, in chat just said, a homeless bum made Mount Doom. <laughs> <laughs> and the writers are going on strike! It's insane! You're not going to get our quality anymore. <laughs> like, a tweaker oh. created Mount Mordor in an afternoon. <laughs> With a box of scraps. With a box of scraps. <laughs> scrap. With a box of scraps! <laughs> Oh God! Um, I don't. Okay, Gary, Josh from Den of Nerd, angry to is angry at Marvel. I'm gonna uh, because they they're giving nerdrotic more content. This Mila Kunis as female thing. Um, be, be mad at Marvel. <laughs> don't be mad at me. Is he mad at Marvel? Yeah. I mean, like, hey, MCU baby, uh, that would be the most MCU. That would be MCU squared, right? That would, uh, it would be so far gone, it would be back again. That's all I got to say. But, uh, yeah. Don't maim. I am just a messenger, okay? And the MCU is for everyone, by the way. It's for everyone. I'm so well, happy it's being used. Unless you're male, straight, white, a fan of the source material. <laughs> but apart from that. Apart from true. that, it's fine. <laughs> uh, DPCS316 on the Streamlab side for... I don't even know what that means, man, but uh, <laughs> uh, for $100, that's a great job, guys. Watch you all the time. Hey, we appreciate you. We appreciate everyone who watches here. Uh, I wish you all could have made it out to the meetup. I hope to meet you all someday. Uh, we are nothing without you guys. We are fans. That's what we are. Not above, not below. We are just fans. A big mouth with yeah we talk <laughs> a lot a lot oh my the wait there's a dune 2 teaser trailer out i don't think that's the full trailer though well let's put it up and oh. get chris said it was tomorrow here. if i remember correctly but i think there's a teaser for the trailer because we do yeah. trailers now probably not worth reacting to it's not no. i don't think it's much um i'm looking forward to it that's one of the like uh uh, Mission Impossible, I'm looking forward to. Yep. yep. Dune, I'm looking forward to. The one where Denzel Washington kills a bunch of people with a gun. That one. That one looks fun. Oh, uh, Equalizer <laughs> 3. That looks Whatever. I don't even care what the name's called. I'm assuming. I, dude, that, Equalizer. When I sat down to watch Sisu, I'm like, I want to see a guy kill a bunch of dudes. And that's what I got. And that's what I got. It was like, it's not subverting expectations. It doesn't have a great, it, like the, the story is man finds gold. Man needs to go 500 miles to bank platoon of Nazis in between man who have enslaved a bunch of women. Uh, and, uh, and man has uh, a cute dog. That's based. And, and man kills the shit out of a bunch of Nazis. <clears throat> There's this great scene, dude. Where what the guy you see in the trailer, the guy gets like knocked out of a truck and then he gets run over by a tank, <laughs> blotched on the road like a roadkill. And his buddies come behind motorcycle, like, is that Joe? <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a company? There's fun. No, no, it, it's okay, but you laugh. I mean, the, the gore gets comical 
like you know that first kill that's in the trailer where he just puts a fucking knife in a guy's head there's a lot of shit like that where you just go oh that's awesome you know like it's yeah where can i see this where can i see this sisu was in the theaters i went and saw it in an empty theater uh uh yesterday yesterday and uh i it's 90 it's 93 minutes long it's just it is what it needs to be it's a good it's a good time it gets a it's a grindhouse film right gets a little ridiculous but that's grindhouse and it's got tons of style it's got some beautiful shots and it was made for six million euros which is unbelievable you know because uh, the CGI is like it's not spectacular, but it's just as good as any fucking Marvel shit. <laughs> There's like one pl- the plane is CGI at the end. Plane, the plane, the plane. Uh, and there's like a burning town, but um, mostly it's just this guy just will not fucking die. He will just not die. He gets fucked up. There is a particularly bad scene. I I think this is the worst. This isn't like somebody's head blowing up or anything. Uh, we'll say a character is getting hanged. And what they too do to avoid getting hanged is excruciating to watch. And it's just a simple thing. It's a simple thing, but it's like, oh, fuck. That looks like it hurts. <laughs> but it's awesome. It's awesome. So I, I suggest you guys take the time to see it. It's fun. It ain't woke. Uh, Malakot. $20 on the Streamlabs side. Hail. Uh, sorry we couldn't catch you while we're in Vegas. My wife and I went to the Tournament of Kings dinner at Excalibur, and the King of Ireland was a black actor. <laughs> to be fair, we were sitting in the King of Spain section, and he was a white actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know what? It's fucking Vegas, and it's the Tournament of Kings. I'm not going to get that upset. That's whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, the Excalibur Tournament of Kings is fun. It's fun. Uh, Austin Shaw for forty nine ninety nine. Gary, what is your favorite season of Doctor Who? God, we got to do that list. Damn it, Mahler's probably mad. Like I worked so hard on this list and we haven't fucking done it. It's okay. I'm still actually I haven't completed my rewatches yet, but I've devised most of my list. Like if we did it today, I could have done it, but. It's okay. Yeah. You know what? You guys take your time. It's fine. Let's do it next week because I'll I'll watch some shit tonight. I got some free time tonight, so I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I've seen the Eccleston and Tennant seasons and thought they were decent, with the exception of Weeping Angels being great. Am I missing the good seasons, or is this Doctor Who just not for me? It might not be for you because those are really fucking great seasons. Um, my favorite season of Modern Who. Ooh. Four. Mm, pretty consistent. Listen, midnight's in four, okay. <laughs> I know. And that's one of the best, if not. Four has two two stink. No. No, four is the most consistent. Yeah. Two, not great. Not great. Uh but okay. <laughs> has some good stuff in it. It's got some really good stuff and then some like it's the most average, I would say. I forget Three. how the the Who fan base kind of feels about all these things, but like, isn't the how, how does everyone feel about like the Rose Tennant stuff? With like, it, it gets annoying after a while. Their uh, their chemistry, or does it, or does people like um, it? I can't remember. No, I think it. I think it was. I mean, personally, I think it was fine up until she, you know 
it, right up until she got stuck in another dimension, I think all the coming back bit was like, oh. you know, it felt I, like um, it felt like she had forgotten how to play Rose when she was coming mm -hmm. back. I yeah, season two is inconsistent, but it still has some really fucking good episodes, and their goodbye is pretty fucking good. Um, I I like Martha a lot, and yeah, I Martha was like, good. Like the Master's return is like one of the best returns of a bad guy ever. What did he say? Yep. Oh, what did he say? That is so funny. You are not alone, dude. Utopia is in my top ten. Absolutely in my top ten. When did Such that air? That air. Uh, that would have been two thousand and. Seven, seven, yeah. So I was fourteen when I saw that. No wonder I still remember it very well. I was quite shocked by it. I was like, "This is fucking cool!" And that was—I had no idea who the master was, by the way. That's how well done that was. Yep. You know, I mean, it doesn't like you know that. Oh shit! It's another time lord. He sets up the fact that, like, yeah, but which one? You know, which you hear like, "Oh, they might not all be good," which they aren't. And uh, and the desperation and oh, the running and the uh, Murray Gold is back. There's so many things that sound great about like Murray and there's Gold. There's so many Gold. things which don't they sound terrible. So, oh. uh, yeah, I'm not holding out a lot of hope. Does um, you know, the specials the tenant did, uh, yeah, just before like does that count as season four? Kind of, yeah, yes. Because if we're counting them too, then it's got to be season four for me. Because you season get four, yeah. Like Donna as a companion, plenty of really standout episodes, and yeah, Waters of Mars is a special as well. I just I love it. Waters of Mars is phenomenal. Well, we did our great, great episode. Uh, James Derry Berry oh. for twenty dollars. The last writer strike led to the 08 reality TV bubble. So if you want to, if you want. To show writers they are the problem. Uh, your last strike made Trump's The Apprentice. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But a uh, part of the deal was that those are written. So now they are part of because uh, they they skirted around it for a while, but they can't now. Uh, Robert Durham for fifty dollars was about to strike. Live TV dies first. Uh, Colbert, Kimmel, and Saturday Night Live oh. are now dead. Daytime oh. soap operas will be next. Kind of sorry about that. I got nothing against daytime soap operas. Uh, then the movies, and finally, regular TV shows. I think broadcast will be hurt the most in across the board. What will uh, benefit our sports? You know, baseball season started up here in America. Do you guys just play uh, your soccer game there year round? When does that does that go? No, it's coming to an end uh, later this month. All right, for uh, for a couple of months until August. I saw Wales. It's nice like, to know that your rounders season started. My ra rounders? Yeah. Baseball? Yeah. Yeah. Why you call it rounders? Is that what it is? I, I'm good. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I'm so confused. I'm gonna betray the team on this one. I think baseball is just a better name. Yeah, better name for rounders. Rounders yeah. is a shit name. Yeah, but it's shit. But baseball is rounders, though. Whatever, it's a cool sport. I like it. It's the last one I watch. I gave up on all the others. I, I, do you know something? Love me some gridiron. 
football. Uh, but I just can't. I cannot get into baseball. Yeah, it's an American thing. I, I, I yeah. It's What's more fun in person. Yeah, it's fun. Most things and, are, uh, in all fairness. Um, yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, it's in my hometown. It's the last sports team that's there. So, <laughs> well, apparently, Nicholas Cage's early memories of being in the womb. I could see faces in the dark and vocal vibrations. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nicholas, stop it. That sounds like a Nicholas Cage thing to yeah. say. <laughs> Nick, and Nick Cage is an international treasure. Yes. He's and, a cosmic uh, treasure. He's a cosmic treasure. <laughs> I know some people who won't be a national treasure next season. Uh, Everybody. <laughs> Every, all the cast and crew. Uh, Nathan Cassidy oh. for $20. I know, so sad. Uh, oh. for $20 says, just wanted to share that between... The last two appearances of Razor, uh, the last two appearances of Razor Fist on FNT, I had lost my job and then got interviewed for a new job that resulted in a job offer, and it has better pay than the last one I had. Hell yes! Congrats! Congrats! Who got? Yeah, don't. Um, I mean, sorry you lost your job, but what I was saying earlier is, uh. If you're if you're in a skilled trade, your options are open. Uh, if you're a very skilled creative, your options are open. Don't fear living life without a net because you are living life without a net. There is no such thing as security. There's always the unknown out there, something going on. And uh, yeah, you just got to try to be happy as you can where you work. Don't be miserable. Sucks. Uh, no Zaku boy. For fifty dollars on the Streamlabs app. Ah, who sees into the hearts of men and the undergarments of women? Peeping Tom. What happens in Vegas should stay in Vegas. A foe has followed Tom home and spreads degeneracy like a disease. Can Tom stop the bright lights madness of strip tease? <laughs> Oh, my boy, George. Hey, it was great seeing you in Vegas, dude. Wish I would have seen you more, but uh, yeah. you were there. It was awesome. Uh, George has gifted 10 Nerdrotic memberships for $50. As? Yes. Was that English? <laughs> what the fuck was that? I, I understood it perfectly. I that know, was you know. that was my Met Gala rendition. Oh, oh. <laughs> please put on your furry costume. Oh, I'm a cat. Oh my god, the fucking wow! Met I mean, honestly, Jared Leto wearing like a cat suit makes way more sense than Pedro Pascal's Nazi youth. <laughs> Is it weird that like when people were sharing the picture of the cat suit, I was kind of like, oh, I thought you'd go with something way weirder than that. I, know. I thought it was a Photoshop. <laughs> I, I thought it was a Photoshop. And Jared I was like, Leto, oh no, this is real. Doesn't Jared Leto have like a sex cult or something like yes. that? Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, good for him. But uh, 
I just I'm waiting for the day where someone comes in like with liquid nitrogen and floating aspects to the dress, or whatever. Just something so out there that you're just like, what the fuck are we doing? What is happening? There is an ice cream that's made with I keep on saying nitrous oxide as a joke to my wife, but it's uh it's nitrogen ice cream that they have here in uh in San Antonio. It's fucking good. It's Ooh. really good, but it's yeah, it's made like that i i don't know how they have like it, it's but it's good the last time i had ice cream which was months ago i'm back in uh i'm back from home from vegas so no more carbs i had my carb allotment i only ate a piece and a half of pineapple pizza friday night tights x-ray girl i was like kind of bummed everybody else ate I it i wasn't hungry well, for well, fnt so i didn't eat much yeah, like, you know, we get into work mode. We get into show mode. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, show me the pizza. Right? <laughs> right? Uh, Enoch Maman in four parts for $25. Here's a list of all the 1 billion plus films since COVID. Spider-Man No Way Home, Top Gun Maverick, Avatar 2. Uh, not John Wick 4. I mean, it did really well. It was super profitable, but it didn't make a billion. And Super Mario Brothers. So that is uh, one, and I listed them off in my video. So it's like five, four, five movies. Now, billion ones are Spider-Man No Way Home, Top Gun Maverick, Avatar 2, Super Mario Brothers. That's four. Four. That's really sad. In 2019, Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. Lightning made a billion dollars. It did. Um... We were there. It happened. Uh, <laughs> here's a list of all the successful TV shows. Uh, all Taylor Sheridan shows, Reacher and The Terminalist. I agree with that. I think House of the Dragon was successful as well. But it's 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 a handful. It is a handful of shows. And, um, you know, you find a little gems here and there that are, you know, like I like The Northman a lot. I love that movie. I like Sisu a lot. In uh, a way. Yeah, was there? The Northman was 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 fine. I loved good. it. I didn't think it was great. I <gasps> thought it was good. It was a good film. We can never be friends because we don't totally agree on this one movie. As... Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. And completely unrelated to that statement, I want to remind everybody: The Last of Us TV show was very successful. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Which it was. is really good for considering how fucking shit. <laughs> oh, wait till the second season. Can't wait. Oh god. <laughs> By the way, the writer, the showrunner, I should say, has said that season two of um The Last of Us is going to be drastically different to the I've seen so many game. different comments from them about that. Like that they plan on changing Joel's fate, but they're also going to be drawing directly from it, like 100%. They're mm. going to be changing barely anything, but also lots of things. I was just like, just it's shut too the big fuck for up. one season. They're going to do two seasons yeah. with it. Just give me the, just tell us what we want to know. Dude, <laughs> like, you know exactly what everyone's worried about. Death, but he's still going to die. Yeah. They, uh, what they're going to do is they're going to do what the trailers lied about. Keep him in a bit longer, you reckon? Yeah. The, so when she, when she goes into Seattle, Joel is actually going to be on that journey with her instead of uh, what the fuck was that Asian guy even called? Uh, Ronald. That'll do. Uh, Ronnie boy. Ronald, is that really his name? 
he's, he's an Asian male in the West. He's probably called Jimmy. X-ray girl. That's what. So yeah. Yes. Um, no, I just call him uh, X-ray girl because he's Asian. Nice. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> White. Apparently. White people. White people. Excellent. I haven't yeah. heard that in so long. Boobs. He played it like five times tonight. Excellent. I don't remember. <laughs> One of the end people. of it played after I said that too. <laughs> <laughs> He's played it like five times. <laughs> His brain is just like <laughs> X-ray girl allergic to Vegas. Okay, I think she has a Vegas allergy. Oh, every time I go on a trip, I get sick afterwards. Well, you just... need to leave your freaking communist uh, hellhole and uh, yeah, be amongst True the story. germs in America. <laughs> yeah, well, bring on the are. germs. I want it all. Bring on the germs. Remember when Jesse was just a sperm donator in, in The Last of His Part 2, then he got his head blown off. <laughs> wow. Um, what a fucking master of a game. Here's my uh, <laughs> counter offer to the WGA. This is from Anakamon. Uh, if you worked on these films or TV shows, you get a pay increase. If you worked on literally anything else, you get a pay decrease. In fact, because you cost the studio so much money, you owe the studios money. Uh, now, now, pay off your debts or uh, you sleep with the fishes. Capiche? P.S. Low-budget action movies are like John, like John Wick, Sisu, etc. are not subject to this because they cost no money to make and always make profit. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Uh, I have an Instagram account. I just followed Karen Gillen, uh, who's hot. Uh, all she does is post videos and your photos of herself in sexy poses. I'm okay with that. Before mm -hmm. you ask Gary, no, she has not shown her humanized breasts. Uh, it, if she does, I'll let you know. Hey, thanks. Let me know. And uh, I've got come on, on the job. You're like, I want to see a naked hu human, human, human. Yes. <laughs> you want to see? Hey, Gary, this will turn yeah. you on. Yes. Alex Ross just tweeted. Oh. I fucking need that. Mm, I needed to see that today. That, regeneration, to that regeneration video was beautiful. <gasps> tights. That was I've, I've been watching it many watched times. It Ten times, dude. So that's an actor. That's not a it's an not, yeah, it's an actor, and then an they've actor. they've digitally what they do is they got an actor and then they put the prosthetics on so they got a you know a a a, a working point and then they digitally look at it. like the rocks when they're on the rocks on uh whatever that I forget what the planet was called. Uh that's all digital as well. Dude, I I you know, I miss when Alex Ross did like once in a while he did an entire comic and uh <laughs> instead I, of a cover definitely Definitely read a Star Trek comic by Alex Ross. That would fuck, fuck yes. Oh my god, that is rad. Ugh. I need I uh, need some I need some Alex Ross. Uh, K Storm blessed for ten Australian dollars. Gary, buddy, you totally missed my fifty dollars super chat from FNT in the square up. Did I? That that is my fault. I set it for next week, but I have it here now. K Storm. Oh, there we go. So we got it. Uh, hey guys, 
Uh, and thank you for the 50 Australian dollars. Chad money. Sorry about that. Hey guys, I've never seen, I've never been in the Star Trek, but with how passionately you guys have talked about it, it makes me want to give it a go. Where's the best place to start if you uh, or the rest of the panel have any suggestions? Cheers, guys. Have a good beginning. week. Beginning. Original series. The so, beginning from the 60s. It's yeah. on Netflix and Paramount Plus, so good place yeah. to start. And the transfers are quite good, actually. Mm. They look better than the TNG transfers. But they've, and, they've updated the special effects. In them as yeah, well. they remastered it. It looks so good. And yeah. uh, you're going to love it. So yeah, enjoy the ride. That's gonna be fun. Uh, Psycho just a ride, it's just a ride. No need to run. No. That's right. Psycho Tater three hundred and sixty for fifty dollars. Hey, OBBC. It was awesome meeting most of you in Vegas. It was also really cool to see so many of us in one place. You're right about it being a white pill. Thanks for the great time and the little bit of hopium. Will ah, you're welcome. It is a white pill. I get fired up every time I go. <laughs> Sorry. What, what okay. Are you, what are you laughing at? Florida Republican uh, representative Jeff Holcomb comes out and says what Republicans really think about the alphabet people. Quote, our terrorist enemies hate homosexuals more than we do. What? That's a that's a really <laughs> what? Did you really mean to say that, dude? Freudian slip much? <laughs> Didn't Bush do something very similar to that once? I don't think about alphabet, but about something else. Uh, Bush was a fucking moron, so <laughs> I wouldn't. Yes. Him. Uh. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, boy. The unfortunate slips. Whoops. The politicians make. Uh, Travis's world has gifted five nerdrotic memberships for $25. Thank you very much. Jaded Fett for $20. Errol Smith at the AT&T Center in Saturday, uh, 1st of November. See you there, Gary. Oh, boy. Everybody wants me to go. I've already seen Errol Smith like a couple of times. I saw it. Okay. Back in the day, Hollywood Bowl, 1987, Guns N' Roses opened for Aerosmith, and then they jammed together after the show. Pretty fucking Ooh. good. Then I saw Dawkin and Aerosmith at San Diego Sports Arena um, the next year. Wow. And then Rich afterwards, Morgan. you saw Aerosmith Dawkin inside of some groupies. No, that was after the show. Yeah. I'm not a Dawkin fan. Not not a Dawkin fan. Uh, Hames for $50. Hey, guys. An extra deal for Gary. I sent you some email regarding some pretty cool news. A teaser, one of the biggest close calls was saved by a fan and not snatched up by a billion-dollar company. Would love to share more. Keep up the great work. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Oh, my God, it's Frank Gore. How did you get him on the show, asked Michael. Uh, and me and Frank are really tight. 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 Uh, Man of War, six six five, the neighbor of the beast, two parts for three thirteen dollars and thirty cents. Gary, you asked for an explanation on the unbridled Wizards of the Coast rage. I dropped the ball and didn't clarify. Blame it on alcohol. 
or rather my penchant for it as these at these events uh the best explanation would be uh a request invite rpg pundit to a live stream no better answers as to the recent assault on reason the current death spiral of wizards of the coast coast or decline of ttrpgs the last eight years could be garnered by such a stream to mrs n i saw that and thank you to gary and the rest no quarter and prepare for glory yeah he hates wizards of the coast because they're woke as shit yes they are they are woke as shit how you guys doing i'm going to have to head out pretty yeah. much now i'm afraid Got a, I've got another stream book in, and it's about to start up, I think. Oh, oh. with a podcast you fellas are familiar with, I believe. And who's that? The uh, is it called the Salty Nerd Podcast? Yes. Well, I've been was invited a little bit back, and I was like, you know what? I'll come talk about nerdy things. Um, we love Salty Nerd. Yeah, they, they uh, provided the studio for Tuesday night's main event and Simpcast and Midweek Hump. They were like very generous and cool. So the timings aren't. <laughs> I had a choice of doing it during EFAB or after Real BBC. That's the only ones I had. <laughs> like, great. That's okay. We well, I can stay the... for another. I think I could probably go for another ten minutes at least. So yeah, we'll we'll do some more soups. You doing okay, As? Sure. Sure. X-ray girl, I know you're not doing okay. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm alive. I swear. Are you? Are you like? in a comfy chair in your onesie with your blankie and uh some hot soup so the house is super cold but i put on pajamas and now the pc has warmed up the room too much so i've like my socks half on my pants pulled up and my sleeves pulled up and uh yeah let's just say i'm leaning very far back in my chair chat behave easy <laughs> Steady. Steady. Hey, at least Steady. I didn't take off any clothes, okay? <laughs> Stay on target. Stay on target. <laughs> Almost there. And back Almost there. <laughs> oh, no. That was under 38 seconds, as. Oh. I'm having a little trouble here. Uh, da, 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 da. First BBC uh, as a member. Thanks for going live. Uh, marvelous DC girl for $1.99. Thanks for uh, being here. We're live every Tuesday at 12 Central. Uh, we alternate. Uh, next week it will be on Az's channel. It'll be on Az's channel. And it may be about Doctor Who. And it may be about Doctor Who finally. Yeah, we'll go through all 10 Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Nerd issues for $5. Gary, thank you for remembering the Sarah Connor Chronicles. My friends never understand when I rant about John being stuck in the future. Yeah, dude, it ends in such a fucking cliffhanger. Ah, but it's such a good show. It was a damn good show. Loved it. I never saw it. Oh, you should watch it. It's out there. There are a couple of episodes. Had um, Summer Glow in it, didn't it? Yeah, Summer Glow. Yes. The and Susie. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes, Cersei was Sarah Connor. It um really? it, it's going uh and then it stops. But it is by far the best thing they've done with Terminator uh since T2. So what the fuck is so this I haven't seen Summer Glow in anything recently. Oh, for a long time. She looks the same. 
Looks good. Yeah. Damn. She looks the same. She's like part Asian, isn't she? Yeah, she's part Asian, so she doesn't age. Yeah, she's well, not until she hits like 60 and then she goes like the oldest fucking woman in the world. <laughs> That's what happens with Mahler, will you be participating in the trial of the century? Will you be a prosecuting attorney in Did Disney Kill Star Wars trial? High rags. Ask Royal Raptor for four ninety nine. If Chris required my assistance, I would happily provide it. I, I imagine he's got a top set of prosecutors on the way already. Probably would have been funny to bring me in as a defense lawyer. <laughs> I'd have to do it sarcastically. I wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. I think he should ask you. He'd be really good. Well, I think it sounded like he's got the set already. So, you know, it goes, you can't, can't have any too many cooks in the kitchen. And if you want to see me cook, Star Wars. I already did it for like 20 hours or so. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Those Benjamin Flensborg for 100 Danish Krona. Thank you. How many people are straight on your stream, Gary? Uh, I am. I don't know about as, but uh... <laughs> depends on the day. It depends, depends on, on the, the boobs. Depends on the boobs. <laughs> gay when I watch HBO shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Only gay when I watch uh, She-Hulk. Or when you listen to Erasure. Or Erasure. Or Pet Shop Boys. Or, or Communards. Or Bronsky Beat. Or Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Goes to Hollywood. Or anything else that I just love listening to. I listened to uh, like three hours of Globe today. It was fucking great. I was watching Mark Panther doing a set in his own house. Uh, he was celebrating the 25th anniversary of Globe three years ago. And his, uh, his wife's there, and I think they've invited a couple of guests over. And it's like just five hours of not just him not moving really from the, the D, just taking all these great Globe songs and because he's a DJ, just, you know, putting them to beats, and it's just like, fucking loving it, man. Uh, Frankie goes to Hollywood getting back together. Playing for the first time in like 36 years. Holy shit, is, um, what's Majiggy, I thought, what's Majiggy had, what's Majiggy? He's still around. What? Is he, is he doing the uh, Magic Johnson diet? Maybe. You could, you can live for a lot with that cocktail, the AIDS cocktail. Um, you can live for yeah, they got time. some decent. They got some decent meds oh, now, actually. Are they still? I thought we we cracked it now so that you can survive it essentially. Pretty much, yeah. It, yeah. It's it's like hepatitis uh, B. Like you'll survive it, but you'll have a hard time once you're post sixty. Mm. Mm. And you have to be consistent. Which is with better the drugs. than dying when you're thirty. Johnson, thank you, girl. Brain was dead. Oh, oh yeah. you have to be very consistent with the drugs at the same time. Yep. Forever. Really. Forever. Yeah. Uh, now, to finish this, how many people are straight on your stream, Gary? Now, Dan, as well. X-Ray, I want uh, I want a hungover Conan stream. Ha, 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 ha. Hi, guys. Loves. Hi. If I can survive this, I will give you a hungover Conan stream. So that means you got to go out and drink and then stream. I think what I'll do is just the night before, if you super chat a set amount, you know, you get a set amount of me drinking 
and then you contribute to me being drunk wow. and hung over the next day. You just stream yourself drinking too. Fine. Yeah. So extra girl will take a bung. Play. You want me? Do you want to be effed up? Then <laughs> contribute. Oh, did you like what Michael Keaton said? Do you want to get nuts? Let's Come on. Get nuts. Let's get nuts. And then they said it in Flash again. Oh. He sounded oh. so uh, flat. Yeah, because he probably is a as a as a an actor and an artist was just like you almost want him to be holding a piece of paper that he's reading when saying that. Like, do you want to get nuts? Let us get nuts. The fact that he's playing Batman again, post Birdman. I know post Birdman. Hey, everyone's been talking about that. It's like, does everyone remember what Birdman was about? Yeah, that's a self. That is that is like a self fulfilling prophecy right there, Michael. I think he does. Oh, there again. Really, I know. Buddy is buddy. Yeah, money. He got a he got a big boat load of cash driven up his drive. <clears throat> uh, Birdman's min great. Ministry of yeah, it is Ministry of Wrong Think for nine ninety nine. Starting to think. 10 plus different writers working on the same script might explain all the plot holes and consistency <laughs> yeah. and numbers yeah. bullshit in recent media. Just saying. <laughs> you think? You think? What's that saying? I know there's a saying. It's a really, really old saying. It's one which has stood the test of time for uh, probably hundreds and hundreds of years. Let me just think. If I could only remember, that's it. Too many cooks spoil the broth. One of them peed in there. Keep Kevin out of the kitchen. Welcome to our mature show. We talk about that'd be a hot poop. Oh, you want you want to brain fart jokes for a show? Do it. You want to make sci-fi or intelligent television? Fuck off! You need you need concise direction. Electrobeard for five dollars. Gary, can you explain why the Flash movie's budget is so high? Last week you said it was like uh, five million or higher. Yeah, they've reshot damn near the entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> they've made two movies. <laughs> so uh, it is the most. I got to get clarification because it was passed on to me from somebody who had worked. I got a question, but it was the clarification is, is it, I heard it was the most expensive movie ever made, but I think it's the most expensive movie Warner brothers ever made. Sorry. Go on. Naz. No, no. Um, how much do you think it cost Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot to do their cameos, which might not even be in the film? I don't think they are. Well, I heard from somebody that they are, and I've heard from somebody that they are. So I don't fucking know. Uh, a lot. Yeah. I think but a lot. hear about, like, yeah. they reshoot a whole thing. By the way, this applies to, like, most modern Marvel movies. You you, you, uh, you end up thinking, like, so they, ha they had something that was worse? Really? I don't know if I buy it. <laughs> I wonder if the original one was worse. This whole episode of Real BBC, by the way, is a reshoot. I don't know if anyone knows that. It is. It's all AI. It's a reshot mm -hmm. AI. Uh, Rooster Cogburn for $1.99 says, I can't allow that retcon, Dave. <laughs> I could, I could see Cavill taking 15, 20 mil. Just for a cameo? No, yeah. I, I think for a cameo, it's probably like a couple mil. 
but you know that that adds up depends if it's uh, contract if he was con in contracted i mean if he had it under contract that he would get x amount for appearances apparently, so apparently isn't that why they didn't use him for the um shazam cameo at the end yeah because that would have because it would have cost a as an fucking fortune as an appearance yes yep well that's how they kept robert downey jr around like we got you for a bunch of appearances um and you'll just be sprinkled throughout movie. Mm -hmm. um and i heard that gal gadot gal gadot that was just her face cgi'd on another body in shazam in shazam too yes it, the, the um the body actress posted on social media i'm pretty and, sure that might be a misconception because i saw david f sandberg talking about it there is a scene earlier in the movie i don't know who, who saw it so i'm saying this for context where one woman shows up in a dream and you can't see her face yeah so that that is not played by gal gadot okay scene, okay the scene where she actually comes in is gal gadot apparently okay okay there you go what's her ass like i think yeah i think you can tell uh well you go watch the snyder cut when the crawler is going up the the wall and you could see that ass shot of gal gadot so yeah Hayden 75. What's up, Hayden, brother? How's it going? Hung out with him and he uh, went out of Kirk for ten dollars. I bought uh Attack of the Dock a few days ago, and I'll be watching it tonight after TNME. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, Tuesday night's main event. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tickled Mahler's funny bone there. <laughs> I just, I just imagined Jeremy and his team <laughs> dressing up as the teenage mutant turtles. Like that's the podcast they do. That's what they do. That's <laughs> great. That's what you'll be amazing. <laughs> Critter. Critter. <laughs> Bo one. Is that really his account name? X-ray girl. Yeah. It's got the time. Uh, yeah, I copied okay. and pasted it. Critter bow 157 p.m. for ten dollars. Oh, wait, maybe Crit not the 157 p.m. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Keep jumping everywhere on me. <laughs> uh, original tech TV fan loved the screensavers. Uh, that's uh, right before G4. That's what combined for G4. Seeing those guys mentioned in Attack of the Dock was great. What a wonderful trip down memory lane. Hail to you. Great job, Chris Gore. Thank you. There you go. What do y'all think about Conan O'Brien's show during the strike 15 years or so ago? I like Conan O'Brien a lot. Pseudo sin. I saw people talking about how the writer's strike will affect these shows if they were to keep running. It would force them to like improvise, be creative, write their own jokes and stuff. And people are like, Conan O'Brien is fucking funnier when he writes the jokes anyway. Yeah. But somebody like, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? The man who fake cried. British guy. Oh, Corden? Or... Cor uh, not Corden. No, 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 no. The, the glasses, glasses. John Oliver. Uh, John Oliver. Oh, John Oliver, right. Uh, that guy is uh, about as funny as fucking a cancer fucking diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Well, they all do the same jokes. And Kimmel. And, and the other Jimmy wanker face. Because when, when we got, went into, remember when we had a thing called the Koof? And they were trying to entertain people from their homes. They they were not 
they wouldn't. Conan's the only one that um, I'll watch clips of with like particular people he interviews and be like, oh, that was actually pretty awesome and fun. Him and um, he's great. Conan O'Brien's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck, why am I blanking on his name? The, the, one of the best comedians ever who died semi recently. Edgy as hell. I hate it when I do this. Like I know his name so well, but it's completely blanked out for me. The we one that made recently. All the... How Norm much is recently? That's the one. Yeah. Oh, Norm, Norm McDonald and, and Conan together were fucking brilliant. They were. Norm was just in general. Well, yeah, he's he's someone who, if it was possible to donate like lifespan to someone, he probably would have gotten like a billion years yeah. from the public. Yeah. <laughs> Beloved. Uh, so I'm gonna have to head out. Head out. It's been fun. I'll catch you on. Uh, well, who knows these days? It's all over. I know. Catch on the I don't know. Well, next time I see you guys, I'll have seen Guardians. I think so. That'll Me be too. interesting. Oh, out. you poor soul. I've hey, sorted out my Guardians viewership. I hope it's good too. I'm such a pessimist. <laughs> I hope it's good. Uh, she's learning so much right now. I'm so proud of her. It'll second, make it be better if it actually is better. Oh the second one is not great. That's like watching your kid take your first step. I'm so fucking proud of the girl right now. Oh, thanks. Because Alan doesn't say that to me. Uh, actually, he's very disappointed in you. That was so fucking funny. It's an Asian guy's job to be disappointed with his. I'm I'm his third favorite child, and I'm an only child. Wow! What a that's a funnier joke than Jimmy Kimmel could ever write. Bye, Mahler. I will. Hey, when are you seeing Guardians? When are you seeing Guardians? Tomorrow. I might throw you a link Friday. You don't have to come though. But I might just throw you a link. Okay. Okay. Mm, all right. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. Toodles. Toodle. Toodle pip. Mahler, ladies and gentlemen. We love Mahler. I'm going to read a couple more and then we got to get out of here. Because uh, I'm, I'm going to watch some Doctor Who. Hang out with my wife before she leaves. Before she, oh. She's going. Yeah. Wait, before she leaves. She's going haircutting. Yeah. She's going. She's, yeah, no, she's going haircutting. She's going oh, haircutting. Hair. Oh my God, the Marin ladies call her like, I need you to come back. It's like pathetic. It's, you know what? She's a drug dealer. She's a freaking drug dealer. That's what she is. Truth's um, out. Truth's out. Yeah, it's like, you know, fuck with Mrs. Neurotic. Uh, Hi, King Fanor. Fanor. Uh, Alpha Chad of Middle Earth for $10. Hi, everyone. I'm working on a uh, collage of the masterful dialogue from Tolkien's work and was wondering. If I, it'd be okay to super chat a line of dialogue from the books, uh, have one of you guys read it out. Yeah, sure. Do, absolutely. You don't have to ask, but thank you for asking, but you don't have to ask. Yeah. You gotta ask. You gotta ask as me. I don't care. I'm cooler. Clearly. Pseudo sin for $15. What did y'all think about? Oh, I, I read that. You didn't even read it out. Well, I don't see it. Is it is it there, X-ray girl? Are you gonna find it? What, what did he just... just put that and then not put the line? He he put that and then he didn't put another one in, as far as I know. Uh, the Oopsies. High King Fanor. Fanor, yeah. Oh, like, uh, I don't think there? he had another one. I think he's just asking for permission. Oh, <laughs> well, it's too late now because we're fucking over. Hi, King Fanor. My safe word is pineapple. Okay. Um, Matthew Hammond for $4.99. Did you notice who was missing from the list of late night talk show hosts who are off during the writer's? Yes, I did. 
I did, and I was going to ask about that. Greg Gutfeld. Oh, the number one rated one. And uh, I mean, I know he has writers, but I think he largely writes his own shit and can because he's a comedian. But he doesn't count because he he doesn't have the same politics. Well, maybe they, you know, not everybody has the union writers. Unions are enforced on most things, mainly through crew. Um. You can have writers who don't write for the Writers Guild, but then it, it, it like it disqualifies you from like a certain awards or some shit like that. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, and I care fucking less. I think this is all just a bunch of made up shit in a made up world. It's all fucking meaningless. Uh, culture is meaningful. Pop culture is meaningful. When you make meaningful work, what they have made is not meaningful. It's uh, it's shit. It's been shit. Shit. It's shit. Edward Norris for five dollars. Sup, Gary and pals. I love how you guys are just and pals now. It's great. Uh, I'm a little out of the loop. Uh oh, what happened with Nina again? Oh, Nina is no longer with us. She died. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. Rip Nina. I'm next. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, we love Nina. We've had her on other things. She is uh She's on um, Toxic Femininity. She is uh, on the Simp Cast. She is a busy girl. We love Nina. Go subscribe to Nina. Infinity. She does like positive shit, too. That's when she was alive. <laughs> no, she did. F's in chat. <laughs> <laughs> I am Warwolf for $10. Hail all. I'd love to see an anime YouTuber like Rev. Uh, says Dezu or or Andy Matrix on one of your all shows to go over the current crusade that the moralists have on anime and manga now. Anime isn't all porn. No, it's not all porn. Like, yeah, there's tons of American comic degeneracy and porn too. Okay. Um, and like I oh, George, you did not have to do that. He's gifted 10 more neurotic memberships for $50. George! for us that's oh. <laughs> 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 better than damn bad <laughs> oh no <laughs> do you like oh perry on discord you 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 were privy to this x-ray girl but this is for as in the chat so mm -hmm. we had to fix an edit it wasn't really a fix i wanted to add a clip when uh jamie lee curtis said uh we need more inclusivity fucking women anywhere anytime anyplace like, <laughs> so we're finding a clip for that so uh, perry comes back goes i found the perfect clip and he's all, also we're going to steal Dan's music and put it behind in the background. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Dan Vasque's music was on there. <laughs> I thought, is this a collaboration? Is no. he trying to put, is he trying to put Dan Vasque on here? So he gets the Dan Vasque subs. Let me tell you about this fucking bet. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. I know. 
I don't even know if I want to say this publicly, but I'm going to because you know what? If you guys get a few laughs out of my expense, that's fucking fine. Quarter Black Garrett rooting for fucking Dan Vask. My wife, my fucking wife is rooting for Dan Vask. (laughs) I'm so betrayed right now, dude. (laughs) I can get get QBG because it's like Man Buns Unite. Right? No, my wife's on the fucking iPad while we're driving. She's like, Oh, I found you a wig for your Bon Jovi song. I'm like, fuck, I'm not doing a fucking Bon Jovi song. I love you, Melissa. <laughs> woman. But if you lose, Gary, we've got a good idea. The, the wig is fucking hilarious, dude. It's like a straight up 80s. It's ridiculous. But I'm like, oh. Jesus Christ. My own wife, dude. Jeremy's got my back. Jeremy's got my back. I appreciate that, at least for now. <laughs> at least for now. For now. <laughs> oh, hey, Odin's eating pineapple pizza. That's oh, all I know. Pizza. Yeah, yeah. This Friday. Uh, this Friday. Uh, All of it. All of it, yeah. Not just a bite. He's having. He's, you got to eat all of it, Odin. Yeah, I. I don't think uh, an entire pizza is reasonable, but I think three pieces. Well, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three pieces, right? That's pretty fair, chat. No, not one bite. And oh, chat to be all. No, whole pizza. Fuck it. Get in there. Dig Damn, in. They're fucking vicious. Uh, Fluffy Tortuga for nine ninety nine. Hey guys, I have a Maximum Carnage hardcover comic. Oh, that's awesome. That came with the. Uh, S-N-E-S. It's a great edition. I still have a limited edition. Oh, the slipcover. Yeah. Uh, I I have that. Need to get it graded, but any idea what that could be worth? Um, It's probably worth a couple hundred bucks. I don't know. If, uh, you're getting a slipcover graded? Can you do that? Look, graded comics have gotten out of control. Okay. Uh, I went to uh, Torpedo Comics in Vegas. Great shop, by the way. Great shop. And they got rid of their Hot Toys section and replaced it with a with a slab. slab slabs slabs and they do auctions on whatnot a lot of comic shops have, mm, that's uh, getting real traction is that whatnot now lots of money behind that lots yeah, of money behind they that tried to, they tried to talk us into doing it as i i I'm, i might liquidate some of my uh toy stock well on. i think you and i could collaborate and uh-huh. side real bbc and definitely do that i'd be down with that Mm. I have some extra stuff I can get rid of. And I think if we did that on whatnot, I know somebody who was asking if we do it. Uh-huh. And, uh, they were at X Dallas fan expo last year and they'll be there this year. So if you're open to it, I'm down. I'm open to it. Okay. I need to do an inventory stock of what I could, but I want to liquidate. I want to put money into my mortgage, into my, Future mortgage in two years time fund. Ooh, I just gotta get rid of some extra stuff, dude. And I gotta get rid of lo- I gotta get rid of, <laughs> get rid of fucking shit, dude. I gotta so much shit going on. Yeah, time that's time though. Like lighten up the share the load. <laughs> share the load. <clears throat> I'm focused now. I'm focused to go and I got a man man with a plan. There you go. I like that. I like having a plan. All right, we're gonna wrap things up. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen of gentlemen of both genders. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to the Mod Rodics. 
Thanks to everyone who just participated in the stream. Thanks to everyone who loved his super chat and donation. We got a last minute one right here. Uh, I'll be doing a square. We'll do uh, FNT Real BBC Square Up combined probably Sunday or Monday towards the weekend. I just did an FNT uh, Square Up on the live channel if you missed it. Uh, do you believe that the change of ethnicity of some characters is a disrespect to the original work? Could you imagine an albino blade or a blonde Black Panther? Uh, I do. I think it's a disrespect of Bruno to, well, for one. Yeah, and it goes one way. I know it only goes one way, and I totally agree. Life is not fair. But your brand is Superman. <clears throat> Superman looks a certain way. When you, if you make Superman black, he is not Superman anymore. That's, you can call him Clark Kent and Superman, but it's not Superman. That's not the brand. That's not what people followed. Um, what you can do is use some of the characters that would fit that identity from the comic books, which there are hundreds, literally hundreds. You can just hunt, hunt Did all you just the way. Call me? Uh, uh, no, no, hunt, hunt. Um, or you can create new characters and create a new IP and create an original. Oh, new characters. <laughs> I know it's silly. What uh Eric July new it, characters don't sell. Yeah, because you're shit at writing. Eric July puts it eloquently as mm -hmm. hand-me-downs. What you see is the only it, there yeah. is there there is a racism involved in this. There is a sexism when they do with the gender swap. It and is and they, they just don't get it. And they don't fucking get it because they're well, they do get it, but they are as racist as, as yeah, it's know. disingenuous, and you're right, they are as racist, uh, but you know, Eric puts it as like, I don't want no fucking hand-me-downs. And it's putting all the legitimacy in only white characters. Now, the fact of the matter is, there is only a legitimacy in Captain America being Steve Rogers. It has nothing yep. to do with him being white. Batman being uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Mark Kemp being Superman. It's, that's that's what that, the, Oliver Queen being Green Arrow. That's legitimacy. Yep. That's the legitimacy. And um, taking something like Falcon, which was a legit black original character mm -hmm. that was played damn well by anthony mackie mm -hmm. and turning him into captain america is 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 a disgrace you took falcon you took his legitimacy away from him yeah to give him something illegitimate to speak slowly when you're handing, when you're calling people marginalized and you're handing down previously established things, when you're handing a woman Doctor Who, it's being sexist. That's being, mm -hmm. that's the, it's like, you're not good enough to do this on your own. So let me give you something that's established from the male. And you try to pass it off as this is for progress. No, it's for regress. It's for regress. And hey, I know uh, the people here get that. That's why they're here. The people, as was discussing and I was discussing, who they either don't get it or they're disingenuous. Neither one of them is good. Good question, though. Good question. Classic projection. Exactly right, huge. Uh, huge ass. Huge. <laughs> well said, huge ass. Um, all right. Uh, as, what you got coming up? <laughs> uh, hot toys is not on Thursday because Fully Articulated is back what? on Robert Meyer Burnett's channel. Myself, Robert, and George the Giant Slayer uh, will now be a threesome. I will make it a threesome. 
It's a wolf reference. It is. Uh, it's going to be a threesome now, so we're going to be alternating between uh, fully articulated and hot toys. Uh, so today, I actually put out a video on my Hot Toy channel, an OG original video on my Hot Toy channel, if you want to check that out. Uh, nice. I got this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's going to be on Thursday, fully articulated on Robert Myers, but Robert, got it, Robert Myers Burnett's channel, same time as the others. Friday, Friday night tight, so I'm going to have to and see in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and then I'll probably stream 60,000 hours. <laughs> Is that all? Yeah. Playing something. Maybe something new. Maybe. Well, I maybe. A, I got a video hmm? done. Maybe, like, if you do Conan, then that's not new. Maybe I'll join you. Mm -hmm. I got to do some Witcher. If, Gary, if, mm. Gary is back. Mm. Yeah. Well, I got a little. I got a little rest. Boomer time stream. June, yeah, boomer stream before craziness of June. So, uh, yeah. oh, uh, oh yeah, and I've, I've got some good toys coming in this week. I got some toys to show off this week. Yeah. Right on, right on. Mm -hmm. Right after talking about, mm -hmm. things, I need to get rid of stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know the feeling, dude. <laughs> I identify. I don't say it as a judgment. It is a. I do that too. But well, somebody's um, going into the the, the actual. Focused collection, mm -hmm. and then just some of its Batman stuff, which I yeah, just, you just, you just buy. Yeah. Thanks, As, for being here. Thanks to Mahler for being here. X-ray girl, what do you got coming up besides recovering? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just continue dying slowly, um, and then tomorrow's oh. nooner. But we do have John Kokosa coming in on Poor Choices um, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. So if you want to join that, I will probably still be dying then. Well, try not to die. I uh, we need you. <laughs> Gary's like, I need you to run. Gary needs you more than I. But... I, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you gonna make fun of on Sunday Fun Day? <laughs> um Life finds a way. Oh god, <laughs> Garrett'll be there, right? He's easy to make fun of. <laughs> oh, Gary and I, we just we just we don't make fun of we just we bro with each other, man. It's it's much easier to make fun of me than Garrett. Mm. Yo, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> but you do say really, really bizarre stuff. Yeah, like much easier. Much easier. Not allowed to die, says Bob Jester twenty eight. Uh, thank you. I'll I'll try not to die. <laughs> You're worse than a fucking man with a cold. King Orso, I am not going to read that. That is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> no, Chad. Don't you ever change. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. Oh, no. Chat's bringing up Rodney King. Dang it. Oh, no. <laughs> Rodney Luther King, you mean? <laughs> yes. She said she thought it, she thought it was he was called Rodney Luther King. 
<laughs> I was kidding. I was kidding. I was like, he had a she dream. <laughs> she was not kidding. She I mean, was I, don't, I didn't know kidding. who Rodney, what was his last name? His real last name? King! Rodney King. King. <laughs> was, so Can't I was like, I'm just going to make a along. Martin Luther King joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says joke. We're all like, joke, you know? <laughs> joke. It's, it's part of bimbo power, okay? Bimbo power. Oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. We got uh, Camelot on Friday Night Tights, and we'll probably get Mueller on too. And uh, we'll have some fun. Yeah. We'll have some fun. So uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, next week on Az's channel, talking about some Doctor Who. Yeah. Ciao, Bella. Nice. Ciao. Bye.